0: Welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over.
1: Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no
0: shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight
1: Out there, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. My name is Will. My name is Lee, and I'm Jack's kidney.
2: <laughs> I'm Jack's Colin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My name is Chuck. <laughs> okay, you sure you're Chuck? You're not Jack's Colin or Jack's kidney or whatever you said. How about Jill's nipple? Are you Jill's nipple? <laughs> Jill's Can nipple. Can one of you be? I don't know. Whatever, man. (laughs) Anyways, if you haven't already figured it out, we're here to discuss the 1999 (laughs) film Fight Club, uh, directed by David Fincher, starring Brad Pitt, Ed Norton. And what's her name? I I always forget her Uh, name. Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Helena
3: Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter. Thank you very much. Meatloaf. Don't forget Meatloaf. Don't forget Meatloaf. Meatloaf, sorry. His name is Robert Paulson. And Jared Leto. His name, yeah. Like, I always know, forget. Jared I didn't Letta know was until this, this
1: time. I always forget. This is the Jared first Letta. time I realized He doesn't it was him. look anything like himself.
3: Because like, he's he's blonde. So, sorry, you're too blonde. He's <laughs> <You can't laughs> blonde. Be and
1: no teeth for half the movie. <laughs> I, I I I just I it always blows my mind that he was in this. I didn't think his career went back that far. It, it did. Like it, wow, it, he, his career went back really far. I mean, sadly, when
3: when did um when did uh, Requiem for a Dream come out? That's right. That was probably
2: like three years later, maybe less. Was it? Early? I thought it was late nineties, not early two thousands. I thought oh, it was. was it I like thought 2000s? it was around the same no.
1: time this movie came out. Yeah. Not that. Yeah. I mean, if even if you go to like oh three oh four, that seems really late for Requiem. Yeah. I'll Look it up right now. Yeah. There you go. Look it up. Anyways, I love this movie. Mm. I lo- I love David Fincher two, movies. Like I'm gonna be really honest, he's do. one of my. Yeah, year later. A year later, so what? Two thousand, yeah, two thousand, yeah, yeah. two thousand. That make that That, that, makes that sounds about sense. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love this movie. I love the performances. I think this is like the first movie that Brad Pitt was in that I actually paid attention to. Like, I didn't care for him in anything before this, unless one of you can find something that I'm just completely forgetting. But, but, but like before this, it was just like, oh, Hollywood heartthrob, and he's the good-looking guy, and I think like a couple of years before this, he won like, Sexiest Man Alive or something like that, or, or around the time that this came <laughs> out. It was ridiculous, so I really didn't care. And then this happened, and I was like, oh my god, he's actually somewhat of a decent hey, actor. And he was at,
3: amazing in True Romance. Why have we not done True Romance yet?
0: Well, because— I want
3: to I, do True Romance. Why? The cast is incredible. The yeah. cast is amazing.
1: Yeah. Um sure.
3: Uh the cast is amazing. That's it.
2: So this is Dreamcatcher all over again then. No, nope. well <laughs> Cast is amazing. See, <laughs> the
1: writer, director, screenwriter Tarantino, he did like the the, producer? the mm-hmm. end thing or whatever in that. Like he didn't or or did he Listen. do the screenplay? Did he do the whole screenplay for that movie? Romance? I'm pretty sure. You've got Christian Maybe Slater, did.
3: Patricia Arquette, All right. Um Dennis Hopper, Christopher Walken. Yeah, okay. Gary oh, Oldman. Yeah,
1: that's that movie. Dude,
3: Gary Oldman's role in that movie makes makes the whole movie worth what? watching.
2: So, wait a minute, he As was Rexel? Amazing. So, well before Fight Club was 12 Monkeys, which was yep. a fantastic Fantastic movie. film. Seven, yep. was 5 years before this 5 years really? interview with
1: the vampire yep. was 6
2: years before this okay so i
1: didn't mm-hmm. I, i'm I am forgetting stuff okay yeah Fine. A, lot. Fine. a lot not a, a lot. lot you named two movies <laughs> you, that you i forgot liked.
3: 7 years in tibet
2: <laughs> sure he was in growing pains he was in growing pains <laughs> crazy so um, yeah i'm not yeah. the biggest
1: fan of Brad Pitt and 12 monkeys Really, with the stinky a stinky eye. His his movie, his though. crazy was way over the top. Yeah, way
0: over the top. Crazy. Way you never too go full much. crazy. Way, yeah. The
2: Devil's Own. He was in Meet Joe. He was you
1: know Meet Meet Joe, Joe Black.
3: Black. He was in Meet Joe Black. Really, I didn't know. Yeah,
2: he was Snatch.
3: <laughs>
1: that was a Snatch is an <laughs> awesome. He, movie. He was Snatch. Snatch is an awesome movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Snatch is an awesome movie. The way he acts in that movie.
4: The way he talks like mumbles, when you couldn't understand
1: him, the way
3: yeah, that he he's mumbles and that like, like that Irish, well, he's, like he's Irish Cockney. <laughs>
1: he has like a
2: yeah he, yeah he mumbles quite a bit in in that movie. The
1: way the way that he actually got that accent down and like the speech patterns is actually kind of it was impressive.
3: Good. It was amazing. Yeah,
1: in that movie, it's actually kind amazing. of impressive. Amazing.
3: <clears throat> but then we go back to something very simple where he's trying to be Italian. Italian. (laughs) Buongiorno.
1: We're looking for some Nazis. I'm just, I don't know. I just, like you say. (laughs) Glorious (laughs) bastards. That movie's amazing. You say true romance, but I just feel like the first thing, anything Tarantino that we touch has to be you know, involving a foot massage. I'm just saying, well, <laughs> like, if we're going to do something like that, I think that should be, like, the first thing Tarantino I just feel, that we touch. I
3: just feel it's too obvious. I feel like it's way too obvious because we started this podcast solely on the foot massage conversation. That's our, why we did this. The problem
1: is this. Pal- I would say listen, a good 25% of our friendship is based off of would you give a guy a foot massage. <laughs> absolutely accurate. But here's the thing now.
3: There are 3 of us now. If there were 3 people in that elevator, the conversation would not have gone the way it was. No offense, Chuck. No offense, I love you. But the reason this started was because Will and I would get to a point where somebody raised a valid point okay. and then it would end. Now, now somebody raises a valid point and then two idiots go, "No, that makes no sense."
2: So that right there Will just says that you and I are the two idiots because we're usually on the same side. <laughs> Very rarely is it. (coughs) That's okay. So what he meant, what he, what he meant by that is, whenever he talks and he's right, quote unquote,
1: (laughs) we're the two idiots that are. (laughs) I don't know, man. I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me for like the first Tarantino thing we do to be true romance. I just, but if you want to, if you want to throw that on there, if you want that to be. The next thing that I we, just do, think it's we can do, we can do. True I think romance. it's lesser
3: known. People don't talk about that. Everything else is like way too obvious. Like Pulp Fiction is the obvious why we started this.
2: Yeah, I think like if we did like a Reservoir Dogs type film, that would be boring, to be honest. Eh. for a podcast, like it would Dogs? be boring. Can you hear this? I didn't. Can you hear that? I didn't say that. I said the podcast <laughs> itself would be boring. <laughs> It's like the best
3: because... thing Mike
1: Madsen ever did with his career is that one scene.
3: <laughs> like, what Can else did that? he do? <laughs> oh, Free my Willy. God. He did Free Willy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the sad yes. thing is this: I knew Michael Madsen from Free Willy, so when I saw him in Tarantino stuff, I'm like, oh man, wow, this guy's a jerk. <laughs> like, This is not what I expected from this guy. He was,
2: he was Jesse's dad. Come on, he was Jesse's stepdad, stepdad, adopted, foster dad. Yeah, but no, it's to do Reservoir Dogs though would be hard as a podcast because there's not much that happens, and I mean it takes place in a warehouse.
3: Well, yeah,
2: that's the majority of the film is inside that warehouse. It's all over the place. I mean, oh yeah,
3: you were there when I was talking to Greg. I'm like, you wouldn't do well with Tarantino films, and he's like, "What does that even mean?" I'm like he was, he was so mad.
2: He doesn't even know who Tarantino is, <laughs> he has probably.
3: No idea. <laughs> he, there was somebody who was not following a conversation. So, so Will, like, this we're is going the, here, there, and everywhere. I'm like, you would not do well with Tarantino. This is the guy who
2: not. got married and brought his fiance before they got married to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife before he even introduced her to Ghostbusters One and Two. She never saw she's the original never, Ghostbusters. Never
3: yet watched a movie that's basically a fan fan film, or no, it's not a fan film, but but a film that's like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember that? Pure hey, nostalgia. Remember all that? Yeah, yeah. It was pure nostalgia. Right. It was just for the people who knew the original. And she's watching it. I was like, yeah, that was entertaining. I'm like, it would be so much better if you understood why it was entertaining. <laughs> Imagine
2: sitting there being like, did you see that? And, she, and her going like, she's like yeah, I saw it. Who cares? Wait, yeah. Wait. Cool. There's He's the, back. The He's back. He's back. Who's back? Yeah. <laughs> Shady's back. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. But well, it's good to know that um, you know, we're the two idiots <laughs> <laughs> on this
1: podcast.
4: <laughs> You have to, you, you have to,
1: you you have to appreciate the uh, the decades that Lee and I have spent discussing the foot massage. Like that's 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 that's, that's key here. So oh, just, I, oh I appreciate it. You have to, you, you, have to you have to get on board with that. <laughs> Anyways, like I was saying,
3: I we, love this. We, Will and I have been have been debating for literally three decades. About not a joke. About <laughs> it's like it's off by a year. Three decades. We have been debating. Usually. In a, Everything. Usually. From, from from the green <laughs> to the evil green ranger, God rest his soul. All right? Evil green ranger. Dude. Wow. Dude, he. he okay. We okay. For, as children, as children, we sat there and accepted a guy was playing a flute. <laughs> Play, oh, sorry. Sorry. Blowing into a dagger. Yes. As if it was a flute. Yes. Sounding like a trumpet, pretending to be a synthesizer. Yes. Through a mask. Yes. And we idolized him. <laughs> and said, yes, this makes sense. This, I want to be him. This
1: makes 100 this makes <laughs> and Will always
3: played the. Will always played the evil green ranger at recess, and we always took him down. And then suddenly it was a hate crime, and I got sent to the principal's office. It was ridiculous. But hey, I mean, whatever. I'm like, no, but he's green, and they're like, oh, you're racist. I'm like, no, he's green. I said, he's green. <sighs> they didn't get it. This never Mr. happened. Mr. Ellis was a jerk. Mr. El- no, Mr. Ellis was
1: a jerk. <laughs> this never happened. I do not remember any of this. Yes, it did.
3: Oh, I remember. We were okay. playing. We were playing Power Rangers. Okay. So,
1: so, so, <laughs> so back
2: to Fight Club. Um, when I started this film again, I haven't like I said before off, you know, off air. I, I haven't watched this in gosh, at least 20 years. It, it's it's been, been a long it's time. It's been at
3: least 15, 16 years for me. And
2: wow. I was I'm like maybe more. I was like is this movie going to like is it going to age well? It did. It aged very it's, well. This it movie still ages stood very well. The test of time. Yes. It yeah. I'm surprised. Very well. Very and surprised. I was like wow. Like even, even this,
3: when even if you know what's going to come it's still, it's still the fit.
2: special effects are fantastic. They really the, are. The the yeah. cuts in between scenes are perfect. Um, like when, like just the way it was shot was beautiful. Um, the dialogue was psychotic and crazy. Oh, but I, I mean, it I was... could have for me personally, I could do without all the language. But I will yeah. say this: this movie, I think that the language in this movie was actually a character all into itself. Mm. Um, just because of the way it was written, the dialogue, was, the dialogue is a character. The
1: dialogue itself was one hundred percent agree. So and it yeah. was fantastic. I actually and I'm gonna throw to Lee right now and I'm gonna let you go because you actually touched on something that I wanted to begin the conversation with. I want to do something a little different with this podcast, <clears throat> um, for this movie specifically. Uh, one because I I I just did not take notes. I didn't feel like I needed to. I want to try something completely different and out of left <laughs> field. So oh great, you said. That this movie holds up, and even if you know what's happening, it still holds up. Yeah. What is this movie about? This movie's about a guy who just he's
3: at he's at the end of his normal life. He he's he's basically just done living, living according to the rules that we're told that are his rules to live by, and he's losing it. I mean, the the, the if I could sum this whole thing up is. If I could give you one moral to the story, go to sleep. (laughs) Go to bed, (laughs) sleep the night, wake up, take a shower, drink your coffee, and do your thing. (laughs) And then go to sleep again. Like that is the moral to
1: the story. The moral to the story is. If this guy
3: just went if this guy just went to sleep, slept, we would avoid everything here. But no, the guy stayed up. As a, and and got, became psychotic to the point where he created a new being.
1: Have you ever, well, have you ever struggled mind. with insomnia? He split. Um, not to this degree. I have. It is not <laughs> easy just to go to sleep. But he actually, he didn't just create a guy. He had a
2: mental break. He Full split. on. The dude Full dude on lost mental it.
1: break. Full on mental yes. break.
3: So the whole point of the movie is the dude had a mental break. And his other side, his Hank, if you will, as I always refer back to me, myself, and Irene, uh, decided to just do everything that he wouldn't do that he was holding off from. And he's having a battle, later on as it goes on, between his normal self trying to become that and the other side of himself, which was, let's just throw all caution to the wind and just do whatever the heck I want because I believe... And something else and you get to the end where he like blows his own brains out but he doesn't and i still don't understand to this day how he shot himself and he didn't die right yeah where did that bullet come out of i don't know out of his cheek it came out of his cheek but it was but it came out of the back of brad pitt's head it came out of the back of brad pitt's head but it came came out out of edward norton's cheek I still don't get it, Neither, but it still no. looked great. It's, yeah. Still looked good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And they're all like, dude, this guy, when they said, like, this guy's a legend, <laughs> like, he just shot himself in the face and he's still alive. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt too when I watched this. It makes zero sense, yet here we are.
2: So well, it does, you know, it makes total sense because he was killing that part of him off while I, still keeping his own life. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, there are parts of me I'd like to kill off, but I'm not going to shove a gun down my throat. Yeah, but this guy was psychotic. I was one psychotic. Yeah, but this guy was
2: like... Psychotic. Had a gun. <laughs> this guy was psychotic, psychotic. Uh-huh. No, I, I think the way that they wrote... Because you see the, conver- the, the fights between him and Marla throughout the entirety of the film. Just, you, you don't even know his name. No, he's actually listed
1: IMDb as narrator. Narrator. Um, He is credited hmm. as narrator, although. Love it. If you wanted to call him Jack, I wouldn't object. Because he's Jack's: because he's <laughs> well, because he he okay, so he magically stumbles across a bunch of journals about you know, some guy's organs written in the third person and 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 then he goes through the rest of the movie quoting things from that, "I am Jack's what I am Jack's blinding rage or whatever like that. like he says it a couple of times in this movie towards the end. Mm. so it's yeah. like there is like if you wanted if you wanted some evidence to say that his name in the movie is Jack, it's there, yeah that. That could be it. Yeah, eh. it's a possibility. I've always, I've always one. kind of thought that. I've always thought either, either his name is actually Tyler or his name is Jack, or it's Rupert or Cornelius.
2: <laughs> sure,
1: Rupert. Cornelius.
3: Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lenny. Slide. <laughs>
2: like, slide. <laughs> slide. <laughs> the penguin's like slide, and then you see her, and she's like. Slide.
4: slide yeah like, god <laughs> god
2: wow, wow. Um, i will say her portrayal in this movie is oh, yeah, just the way great. she's i mean she, when she when she got casted i think when they i don't know have you ever seen the harry potter films well no of course we've seen them yeah so I'm never
1: i've ne- oh, yeah, no, she's I never never i never jumped on she board got, so harry she she,
2: look, she got casted for harry potter because of this movie i am willing to bet you she she's always
3: played a creep I mean, she's, she's Tim Burton's wife. Yeah. Because she- Good I for mean, him. Look at her. She looks, like, she looks like a Tim Burton character. Good yeah, for she him. <laughs> she, she does. She, yes. she is, aside from Johnny Depp, if there was any other <laughs> person who looks like they are claymation, like Tim Burton character, it's her. She has the features. She is I love his how dream Tim girl. Tim Burton basically prostitutes literally, his wife on film. Literally <laughs> his dream girl.
1: Yes.
2: Tim Burton's like, I'm getting paid a lot of money to have my wife sleep around, show herself
1: off on film. Were they she married when this it? movie came out?
3: Nah. Yeah, I didn't. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put
1: it past him either. No. Tim Burton. you I watch mean, Tim those...
2: Burton's been been hanging out with Johnny Depp at least since, what, the 80s? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was, They go back so... a ways.
2: <laughs> they but, listen. I mean... Every per every like even when they're when they're <laughs> when they're in the basement and the owner of the of the of the tavern. <laughs> Lou, comes downstairs Lou, Lou shows up. Yeah. And he just <laughs> pummels on Brad Pitt. And then Brad Pitt just I like I love it. It's
3: like you don't know where I've been.
2: You don't know, know where I've been. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like holding on to him. It's fantastic. But the, the part that gets me, though, is I look back. I go, OK, I can understand him. Like when he's beating himself up in his boss's office and you see him kind of going Such back and scene. forth of him beating himself up in the Wait, parking this lot. This was
3: 1999? Yes. Yes. That's the same. I believe it's the same year as, as Liar Liar where he's beating himself up in the bathroom. Fuck, quad- Liar Liar. This was came came out out better. In 97. <laughs> was it 97?
1: I think Liar Liar came out but, in 97. This no was way. better. This was. Both of these <coughs> were better, though.
2: This Absolutely. Was so oh, I, much better. I know.
1: I know. Um, but.
2: When he, when, you, when he sees that, the part that gets me is when they're in the car and they're driving and it's raining out and he's like, Brad Pitch looks, looks over at Edward and he goes, let go. Oh, yeah. Let go. And he's arguing with himself. And there's two dudes in the backseat. That's what, are what they I seeing? always wondered. What are they watching?
1: What are I, they thinking? I, I, Forget about what they're right. watching. What are they thinking? What is going through their minds? Well, well, first of all, who's in the driver's seat?
3: He is. He is. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. He might be in the passenger seat with his foot on the pedal. That's that's the thing. It's like, I don't know what's actually happening here because he is Tyler Durden, but not Tyler Durden. I feel like
4: that, if we saw no, what they were Tyler, really doing in that, there, in, like,
1: in that scene, he's Tyler Durden having an argument with himself. And they're
3: just like, all right, this is great i mean cool. they've they've, they've, I,
1: I, they've i'd be going You're I'm talking, following this guy why you're talking about an army that's followed him all the way up until this point i mean they all watched yeah. him kind of you know beat himself sen- senseless like they've all seen this they all have to no, know they, that this no, is a crazy his, person his, his yeah.
2: one-on-one fight was by himself in a parking lot no you see the guys After come outside he... you see
1: the guys come outside yeah at the end. eventually he's, he's yeah, going yeah. to town on himself and oh, they, and there true. there there are patrons in the bar who are coming out and they kind of witness him just kind of, you know, what's happening here?
3: But that's how it started. That's how Fight but that's Club started. that's
1: the only time that they actually I can't imagine that story doesn't get out. <laughs> I can't imagine it's just like, "Hey, we know this crazy guy. He's helping all of us. Let's all follow him." Like, I Do you think do you think if there was any if there's ever anybody who was
2: believed in anarchy enough to the point where they did what they did here in this film that they would take off and it would branch out the way it did in this movie.
3: Uh, well, like it went
1: national. Yes. Well, I went Yes.
2: I think at this
3: point, I think it's, it, yeah. it's
1: all about charisma. It's all yeah. about charisma. If you have, if your charisma is on 10, you can talk anybody into anything. You could
3: sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves
2: or with hot dog fingers.
0: <laughs> with mustard. Oh no.
2: Anyway, so I asked Lee uh, Chuck, what is this movie about to you? <laughs> What's it about to me? Yeah. It's about anarchy. Okay. It's about fighting it's about fighting against <clears throat> He is just he works for a sleazy insurance company. Yes. Cannot stand it. Nope. He he hates the, the he cannot stand the insurance company. I mean, the way that he actually gets around getting twenty-four months, I mean, twelve months of paychecks out of this thing, very oh, much. The, oh yeah. Very much American Beauty. <laughs> very much American Beauty with Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. But the way he does that, and just he is going, he is he is going against Big Brother, the man. He wants to bring everybody back to, you know, zero. The credit. That's, that's why they blow up the seven credit card company. Main. I think networks today, though, even then, are too big. Even if you blew up one building, it wouldn't stop everything. No. Um, but it was all about the whole movie is about breaking out of his everyday norm and just be just anarchy. It's an anarchist film through and through. Um, And I I think they just use the platform of, you know, him having insomnia as the way to break into that. Um, So that's what it would be for me, is more just the the anarchy of everything that goes on. What are your thoughts?
1: I agree with you. I think it's about anarchy. I also think it's a really big... uh a big meditation on what consumerism is mm. and like anti-consumerism and what it can actually do to a person because you go through a lot of imagery of going through catalogs. Like we begin this movie yeah. and he is in his <laughs> apartment and he is just buying everything that he can out of an Ikea catalog thinking that it's going to make I like how they better. showed that.
3: I-, I love how they showed that. With the like, prices you know, on everything and the, the, the graphics around it. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. It was actually, it's actually really interesting. And it's like, that's kind of what I think. And no matter how much you buy, no matter how much like materialism you want in your life, it's never going to fill whatever void you have going on. Like this is somebody who definitely has like some deep seated issues for like stemming back from childhood. And he's just filling that void with stuff he's just buying whatever he can thinking that it's gonna make him whole and you even get to that point where he's in the bar and he's sitting down talking to tyler and he's like i was almost complete i almost had everything i want, and then it was all gone yeah and it's really it's really like on the nose with what they're trying to do with this character like it's never you can buy everything that you want to it's never gonna fix you you like you you gotta find it right. somewhere else it's amazing the way that they told
0: that story Okay. Yes, I agree. All I right. Totally agree.
1: All right. But like I was saying, the movie begins like basically in the future. He's strapped to a chair, gun in his mouth. He's going on and on about Tyler. You see the bomb in the basement or whatever is going on. And then we jump back in time. And then we jump back in time again. We see him as in, in his apartment. Like Lee was saying, you get that amazing visual of the prices of everything like in his apartment, the way that everything is spread out through an IKEA catalogue. And it's almost like his apartment could be, like, <laughs> one of those showrooms. Like, if you go to an Ikea store and you go through all those yeah. showrooms and you see the prices on everything, like, that's what it reminds me of. And it's it's incredible the way that everything goes on. You go through everything about how he has insomnia or when he can't sleep. And when you have insomnia, you are never really asleep and You're never really awake. And it's probably one mm-hmm. of the reasons why I love this movie as much as I do because I struggle with insomnia a lot, so I know what that feels like. And... I've never been on the break of like a complete mental breakdown, but I've been close a couple of times. There has been, you know, three or four times in my life where I've gone three or four days without sleep and things get wild. Like once you get to that point, it's insane. Um, The way that he actually figures out how to sleep, though, is he just starts hitting up a whole bunch of support groups for ailments and diseases that he doesn't even have. So he can cry. Just so he can cry. Just so he can sleep. And he meets Bob. Yeah. Bob had testicular cancer. Now Bob has these giant pair of boobs because the estrogen in his body went through the he roof. He took estrogen. And, <laughs> and now it's just like he's in these boobs and he's crying and you just see, like even on his what shirt, he, you what get he, the what visual he, of like the snot s- and the tears and everything else, like the facial imprint. He left a happy face on his shirt. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: What's funnier about it is you, you've got Meatloaf there. He's like, "Hey, hey, pal, hey, pal, just cry it out." <laughs> like the fact that he's he's doing this high pitched voice the whole time on top of like the extra estrogen boobs that he's got yeah. is hilarious. Yes. Like they, they, this was straight up corny compared to the rest of the movie. Everything with this character, everything about was Bob. corny. Everything about Bob was, was corny. Just, it's so corny and out, I I think it's out of place. I'll I'll say it. It it's it's overly done, so out
2: of place. Right. Well, if you look at Bob even far when he's creating the army and he's doing the <laughs> the auditions to get in. Yeah. And they're all <laughs> sure. standing outside his house, <laughs> and Bob comes up. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, Tyler Durden. <laughs> You know, Brad Pitt walks up. He's like, you're too fat, fat man, And he walks away. Yeah. And yeah. you see Bob, like, cower and walk away. And then Edward Norton goes up. And he's like, no, no, no. Come back and stand here. What is Bob thinking? What, what is he thinking at that moment in time? I, I, yeah.
1: I'm, you like, know what? You know what? I will say this. There's a lot of is, that question throughout this movie. What are the other people thinking? I am really glad that we don't know.
3: Yeah. I'm really glad that really something like that it. is
1: left up to the imagination. It it makes the movie so much better that you're guessing.
3: But we do we do see Marla just like you love me one minute, yeah. you hate me the next. And and it's like what the heck? And she's the only one who's seeing both sides like immediately all the time. Yeah. I, and when you think about it, like again, when you watch this movie knowing that Tyler is just a figment it's like you see Marla, and you go, man, she is just totally getting toyed this entire time. Mm. You know, with everything that's happening, you know, while he's down there like, oh, man, like, why are you in my house? And you go,
2: oh, man, that really <laughs> must suck for her. Well, you like, see it on her face every yeah. time he oh, does yeah. it. She storms out every, every time. time. Why is she coming back? Right?
3: Well, because what? she's broken. She is so broken. Yeah, she was on the verge of suicide. <laughs> yeah.
2: Um... <laughs> Yeah. Why'd you come play Doctor? What are you talking pretty about? Pretty much. Come play Doctor. Pretty much. But I love, like, your first time watching this, the the end, you're like, what? Well, the almost end, yeah. Well, yeah.
3: It's but you're 15
2: like, minutes before.
3: Yeah, when you realize it all makes sense and you're like, yeah, it's pretty valid.
2: Okay, I get it. They do a great job not showing that, though.
3: But I, I like the fact that that wasn't, like, the end of the movie. Like, right. He recognized that, that he recognized that it was all fake, like that he was fake, and he still had to fight him. He yeah. still had to fight that character. Yes. You know, to the point of shooting guns at him yeah. and then eventually shooting his own face to to kill him. Right. What's that smell? <laughs> Done.
4: Like <laughs> I, I love
3: that they did it that way. I mean, cause they could have just been like It was all a dream in your head, ooh, and then roll credits. No, let's give it 15 more minutes to make this have a conclusion. And that's what makes this movie different, because you look at it and you say stylistically, wow, that's really cool. I still don't get it because the way they did it stylistically, but I do get it overall, and I'll
1: accept it and move on with my life. I also love at the beginning of the movie how he's going through his apartment and um, he opens mm. up in his refrigerator, and it's just empty. He has nothing but condiments. Oh yeah, he nothing but con- condiments. no food. I mean, he got a, a cupboard full of like dishes and bowls and everything, <laughs> you know, more IKEA stuff. And then you uh-huh. open his refrigerator, and it's just empty. Like there's a bottle of ketchup and a jar of mustard, and that's and some relish, and that's about it. That's it. <laughs> and
2: he makes and he makes reference to that too in his apartment blows up. Yeah, yeah it blows up. He like, oh, pathetic. all these
1: condiments, no food to put. How on. pathetic it must be. <laughs> We get to the part where we uh, are in. I'm guessing what is his first or second meeting, and there's this poor guy there who's talking about, "Yeah, I can't have kids. My ex-wife wanted kids, and she left me, and now she's about to have her first she's child." And it's just, yep. it's so, it's so depressing to just watch really this group is. of men just sob the way that they are. But I mean, again, it's testicular cancer. I mean, it's n- no laughing joke. It's ridiculous, and he just goes. Yeah. Absolutely balls to the wall with the meetings. Tuberculosis, mm-hmm. he goes to an NA meeting, he goes to AA, he's just all over the place. He gets taught this technique of escaping his real life by going to a quiet place and he's in a cave. A cave. And he finds yep. his his comfort animal, which a is a penguin, animal. and the penguin, <laughs> penguin. slides. The penguin just slides. And he's, slide. and he's able to sleep. It's incredible.
2: <laughs> I love when he finally meets,
1: when he, when he actually gets up the courage, because Marla comes in after this. <laughs> Marla messes up everything becomes, for him. Marla Marla starts coming, and she's everything that he is. She is a tourist. So I'm gonna, she does I'm not have this. any of these diseases, and he confronts her. They split up the days so they don't ever have to see each other again, but he her can't help was, but get her number.
3: <laughs> her reasoning was there's free food, and it's cheaper than
1: cable. Yeah. You know, oh, no, well, no, she says it's cheaper than a movie and there's free coffee.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it's like a very valid point. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Now, watching this a second time, just because it's been so long, I was saying, I'm pretty sure she's real and this is the end, but how interesting would it be if she was also not real? They toy with the I kind of bit. thought
1: yeah. They Okay, they so they exchange numbers. They exchange numbers, yeah. and she does turn to him and say, I didn't get your name. You didn't write your name down on here. And then a bus goes by, and she's gone. Right. And she's gone. And that's another,
3: that's when I, again, watching the second time, I'm kind of like, ooh, what if she's also fake?
2: She's not gone, though. He's she's watching, not. He, you're I watching know. her walk through <clears> the <throat> laundromat.
3: Right, right. But that's I was thinking. like, man, they really could have done that as well. Like, these two new characters in his life, are just fake, just figments of his imagination right? that draw him into this, you know, psychosis. I think it's better that Marlowe's real. I, I do like that, yeah. It made a lot more sense. At one point, she was actually, like, really worried about him. Like,
2: hey, what did you just say? Yeah. Hold on, no,
3: say that again. Yeah. Say that again.
2: Yeah. Repeat yourself. Well, she asks him to check her for cancer. Yeah, there's that. So there's that. I, I th- She's real. She's definitely real. No,
3: we know she's real. I'm just saying, like, there was a point in the beginning, re-watching this, where I'm just like, oh, I wonder if she's real. And when I got to the end, I knew, of course, she's real. Yeah, I think. I'm that... not questioning it now. It's just when I was re-watching it, I was saying, ooh, let me continue to go through and see if I pick anything else up. But always... it, they could have done that, is what I'm saying. They could have they made the story where she was also fake. It wouldn't
1: have been the same. Not that
3: fake, but no, no. no. No, but I, I think they could have gone further with her character then.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I agree with did. this. Um, I also yeah. think this is one of those movies that's better uh, subsequent watches. You know, on your first run mm-hmm. through of this movie, everything is kind of on the surface, but then when you watch it a second time, you're right. able to catch other little details. And one right. of the major ones is the first time that he meets Tyler. He's actually he's on a plane oh, yeah. after he goes all over the country for his job. He's on a plane, and he's right. sitting down, and he ends up thinking about how he wishes... <laughs> that there was a plane crash or every time there's liftoff or or landing, he wishes for a sudden plane crash (laughs) just to like throw everything into a rye. And then he wakes up and Tyler is sitting next to him and immediately they begin talking about, Oh, uh, you know why there's oxygen on planes? Well, because if there's a plane crash, it releases you. Like like there <laughs> he's already like kind of in his head. And this scene yeah. is a lot better your second, third, fourth time through than it is the first. Oh, absolutely. like your first time through, absolutely. it's, like a whatever line is just throw away. But your second time through after you know what's going on, it's like, oh my god. Like it immediately hmm. starts off with this Tyler character just absolutely like inside of his brain, like reading all of his thoughts. It's amazing. Right. Single serving friend. Acid. Single serving Fantastic. friend.
3: That, that was really
1: well put I, I together. I love,
3: do I, do I give him the butt Are you or clever? the crotch? Very <laughs> clever. <laughs> That's always the question. Give the him butt or the butt? crotch? Or the I'm pretty crotch. sure I, I thought that like within the past week or two. Oh, probably. And I think that like, all the time. Oh, man, here I go. Here I go. Almost I think like, that all the time. Is, 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 there an, is there an actually like appropriate etiquette for a man to a woman? Is it different between a man and a woman? You know, which way you are? If you if you're the man, standing up and trying to go, but do, do you do you turn? And then when there's a man on the other side, you, you turn again. Like, is there a specific etiquette?
4: Know. Well, he, do, do you he, go he, butt
3: all the way or well, crotch he, all the way? He gave the crotch, so he
1: that's gave it. Is. Yeah. yeah,
3: Well, he mm-hmm. gave the crotch, but it was well, also himself.
1: Tyler would give him. I mean,
3: well, Ty, Tyler doesn't care. Why even question not. about it? No, but well, I mean, why did he? Why did he make a comment about it?
2: For the for the audience. for the fun for the yeah, audience, for the audience. Yeah. just for the for fun. for the audience. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Anyways, he was
1: vocalizing what he was thinking in his head. Narrator gets back home and his apartment had exploded. Yeah, his stuff is all how? over the curb. All those condiments and oh, no we'll get f- we'll <laughs> we'll get to the how it exploded, but his 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 stuff is all over, and he noted, like we said earlier, that his fridge and and all the con- condiments. How depressing it must be for you know all of this stuff to be all over the ground, no food, just condiments.
2: <laughs> so, so, so I know, I know how it happened. Well, yeah, we all know how it happened. But how, how did it... he leaves from the plane and goes to his
0: apartment? Yes. Yeah. He yeah. Gets off the plane. Uh huh. Yeah. Luggage in hand. Yep. Goes yep. to the apartment. Yeah. Yep.
2: But he blows up his own apartment way mm-hmm. before. No, it was blown up
3: that moment. It was blowing. It blew yeah, but up. The freon was coming in that apartment way before.
1: He okay. So the way that I the way that I interpret so this. So you is, think Tyler Durden got off leaves, the plane before he before leaves? Before he leaves, he's yep. Tyler. He, in his apartment. Yes, he's acting out yep. as Tyler Durden in his apartment. Tyler Durden yes. blows out the pilot light and just right. sets whatever dynamite he concocted in his tub up in his apartment and just leaves and knows uh-huh. that bad things
0: are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. the whole point. Do you have I a hot get... water heater
1: in your house, Chuck? <laughs> yeah. Blow the pilot light out and then leave for a week. <laughs> No, don't tell us what blow happens. Pilot out for a week. <laughs> <laughs> tell, yeah, it's not, know, not his house. Go, go, you know, go on va- before your next vacation. Just blow the pilot yeah, light out. I get that your house will fill up with gas. Yeah, it would. Your house will fill up with gas. I
2: get
0: that. Yes, yes, it will. So you, at some point though, what sparked
2: it? 'Cause he says, Oh, it could have been the spark from the from the refrigerator. Yeah. It yeah. could have been this, the it could've been that. Yeah. But it happened right
0: before he got home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a coincidence.
0: Coincidence? I yeah. I I guess so. It... Is your problem the timing? Yes, it is. It is. With how they set him up. <laughs> Because
2: every time Tyler does something, like even at the end when he talks to the guy in the neck thingy, and he goes, (laughs) you were standing right there last Thursday. He's always a few days behind. Yeah. In this case, it could have been an
0: hour behind. True. The timing wouldn't fit. But the timing wouldn't fit. So.
1: There, is, there, there is kind of a thing where he's at the airport for a little while and he's trying to get his bag that was vibrating. I guess that could have been like the moment where he transitioned, went home, did everything that he had to do, went back to the airport to get his... Like, it could be, it could be a lot of different things. You're not buying any of this, are you?
0: No. Because <laughs> he was there at the airport. Yeah, but he could have left. Without his luggage? I mean, I, I don't know. Why was his luggage vibrating? Because nine out of ten times.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's an electric razor, but that one time, it could that be a That one toy. time. That one time. That's all it takes is that one time. Oh, my God. Anyways, he, um. No,
0: I just, that's the one part where I'm like, ah. <sighs>
2: like i i just it throw and the weird thing is is you're always
1: seeing it from his perspective what you other perspective him, do you want it to see it from like especially like now like we're not at the part of the movie yet where it's like tyler is this massive thing
2: right but what i'm trying to say is once they're in the house together right right and they're living together mhm um except for when Tyler goes and gets Marla at, when, on her suicide attempt. You never see Tyler alone. You only see him with Edward Norton's character. Yep. And you only see Edward Norton <clears throat> alone. But every time you see Edward Norton alone, Tyler
0: is with, was, is with Marla. Yep. So, yep. I, I, that's the part where I'm like, okay that's the only part that doesn't make sense to me because you would typically be seeing, he'd be having memories of what Tyler was doing
2: because Tyler was the one who was actually going through everything. And the narrator was put in the back and not really happening. So, well, it makes, Why are we following him and not Tyler when Tyler is up front all the time?
0: Because narrator is the constant.
1: Not Tyler. Right, but when For Tyler For what you're is saying there, to make sense, Tyler would be the, Tyler would have to be the constant and narrator would have to be the figment. Like it, but it's not that way. So, of course, we're going to see everything from narrator's perspective. Right, but that's not what's actually happening, though. Yes, it is.
2: No, it's not, because when Tyler is, you know, sleeping with Marla five times in one night, and they're going at it and at it and at it, and all those condoms are in the toilet, he's in his bed downstairs, and you're following that. You're not following Tyler. So Tyler would have to be the one that's up front at that point, the one who is actually the one going this because Marla is involved. Unless... What Lee was saying earlier, Marla is a figment of his imagination, and that's what's running that. But it's not. It's, no, it's, of it's not. Of course not. Right. So why don't we ever follow, we follow Tyler when he's having his flashbacks. That's it.
0: I wonder That's if where you're, it gets wonky for me.
1: I wonder if you're dealing with multiple personality disorder, if you can be in more than one place at the same time. Um, I've, I've, I've met people that
2: way and they usually have one person up front. There's a constant who has an idea of what they're aware of the other, of the other personalities. Right. But they're usually like, I was, there was a lady who came to our church and she had DID or multiple personality disorder mm-hmm. and the, they could stay up for four days in a row. Because while one person is sleeping, the another person's awake, and then while that I person, sleeps, i the under- person's... i
1: understand all that i've read I've read studies like that how you have um people who have d i d and one of the authors could be a diabetic and needs insulin and the other per, and the other authors don't. I've read studies like that like I know that it messes right. with you like with your uh with biology i I understand that completely, but what I'm saying is like from a mental perspective, I wonder if you can be in more than one place at the same time, like you could have narrator or you could have like the idea of narrator being in bed sleeping but at, but he's actually you know upstairs you know having a good old time with Marla unless like,
2: I... unless that's exactly what's happening is in his mind narrator is asleep and Tyler is awake like i was saying the 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 main personality is aware of the other personalities But when the other person comes out, that personality goes to sleep. So he could be sleeping. They're just showing it from a theatrical point of view of him sleeping in a
1: different room. So they do... If we're talking about
2: sleeping... If we're talking about sleeping...
1: No, no, narrator was not asleep. Narrator was clearly awake, looking up at the ceiling as things were happening. Right.
3: But he was not interacting with other people.
1: He was not interacting at all. They do... So uh, uh, further on to your point... They do do something like that where Tyler is with Marla. There are things happening. The phone begins to... No, I'm sorry. Am I right? Am I wrong? The phone begins to ring. He answers the phone and it's a detective talking about his apartment. The background noise stops. It does? Yes. The background noise completely stops. You hear no more... No more fun time, no more bang, and no more screaming. Nothing. It just everything drowns out immediately when he picks up the phone and he starts talking to the detective. Right,
0: because that's not what's happening. Because that's what's happening right now. Makes sense.
1: <clears throat> Anyways, makes sense. he sees his blown up apartment, right? And at first, he wants to call Marla. He does. He decides against that. Then he calls Tyler. He goes out. He's in the bar. Tyler gives him the rundown about being anti-consumer, well, no, giving up all well, of your on, giving.
2: Do,
1: go ahead. Hold on. The, the funny thing is I was watching this. I'm like, first of all, he's
2: calling from a payphone. Hilarious. Like people today would have no clue what that is. Nope, but secondly, no. he calls Tyler and there's no answer. And also he starts walking away and the phone starts ringing and you hear Tyler in the background, like eating chips or something. He's like, I star six, nine, you." I'm like, I haven't heard that in twenty years. Almost, this is crazy. Legitimately, Yeah. Star Six Nine—that's hilarious. <coughs> that's, that's, that was a big deal.
1: That was a massive deal. It was a very big deal before caller I ID.
2: Out.
1: Yep, Star Six Nine. Just imagine, there's a whole generation of person 10, 10, out there that does not. Th- there's a whole generation of person out there right now that does not know life before caller ID. Yep, it's crazy. <laughs> well, We're because old. cell phones. <laughs>
3: Cell phones made that like a, an easy technology. It was just like it was built into cell phones.
1: Well, well no, even, then, I'm talking about before no, that when didn't you have could go phones. out when you could go out and you could buy like the, the attachment for the caller ID, like a separate unit. Right. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. it
1: was a small unit
3: that would plug into your yes. phone and then plug yes. into
1: your. Your uh sorry, answering machine,
3: not your voicemail. <laughs> not this digital voicemail stuff. But even your the even your
1: home machine. phones would have for, you... it was from Bell Atlantic, remember? You, you could get caller ID
2: on your regular phones too, but yeah. you could pay
1: for it. That was that was way later. <laughs> that was way no, later. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. You could go you could go out and you could buy a separate unit for the caller ID, mm. and then way later right. they started coming out with phones with caller ID already built in.
2: The cordless phones. Ridiculous.
1: You buy like a set of three. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. But actually, in that scene that you're talking, well, that we're talking about right now, where Tyler calls him back on the payphone, if you actually go back and you look at the phone when it zooms in, it actually says "no incoming calls." <laughs> That's true. It does. A lot of payphones said that "no incoming calls."
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Back in the mm-hmm. day, back in the nineties, you couldn't call payphones. Get out of here. Come on. Right. So like I was saying, they get out, they're at the bar, they start talking, and again, they're going into this whole diatribe about anti-consumerism, and you just had stuff, and you're alive, and that's what's important, and just let it all burn, let it all go, whatever. They're outside of the bar, he gets coaxed into just asking him for a place to stay, and then they get into a fight, and narrator punches Tyler in the ear.
3: I want you to punch me as hard as
1: you can. Yep. Yep. And they get into a fight. We learn a little bit about Tyler. We learn a little bit about Tyler and what he actually does for work. Um, he works as a projectionist, uh, splicing little bits of pornography into children's movies. So. <laughs> so bad. Well, the
3: first thing you see is a giant penis, and you're like, <gasps> okay. Thanks, Fincher. that That's how the scene starts. It's I love just the, a penis. You I know
1: love, what I love, the I love the people in the theater, how... The adults are all looking at each other like, did we just see what we saw? And then there's this little girl no, who just no, starts no, crying. No, 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 just
3: see. There was a herd because he didn't just put an image there. He put also audio for half a second. Because
2: all you hear <laughs> is the kids, all you hear is, ah, ah they hear, ah,
3: and that's it.
4: And ah. the parents
1: are all like, what was that? And, and, the, the, was, and then the, there's one girl on, crying. It, it's, it's worse, though, because the moan, the ah, is reverbed. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of echoes appre- throughout the theater a little bit.
2: <laughs> what I appreciate is them splicing Brad Pitt or splicing Tyler into the film. Yes. Is just an add-on of what he's doing here. Yes,
1: absolutely. It's They actually took what he does for a job happens. and then put it into the actual movie. I thought that right.
2: was perfect. I love how I, and the, the,
1: the subtlety of pointing out like the cigarette burn. How when he points up and they, and they and they do it and they do it and they it's yeah. it's the, the way that they do it is perfect. It's fantastic. Well, that's because
2: he's sitting there cutting, and all of a sudden yeah. you see Brad Pitt just go
1: doop, doop. and it uh, like points right to it. He also has another job where he's a waiter, and he uh, he spends that time peeing into soup
2: <laughs>
4: The <And>
1: lobster bisque
2: <laughs> until he has a lawsuit against him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the lawsuit comes way way later, but um, yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he that 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 yeah. happens. For high potencies of we urine want, in their we soup. We want clean food. Send, send, send back the chowder.
3: Don't send the chowder.
1: We want clean food. We get into the house. That's hilarious. We get into the house. This house, this house is falling apart, ready to come down. It's leaking. There's dirty brown water. The floor is falling apart. There's you know nails sticking out of every which direction. And um, Tyler just basically, yeah, Tyler just basically points out a bedroom and says, yeah, this is you. And the mattress is, I would never touch that mattress. He tries to take a shower and just brown water comes out. It's ridiculous. Then we get the scene where there are other people who were in the bar coming out and they see Tyler and narrator having their fight.
0: Yep. So they join. Yep. Why? They do. If you saw a man having a fight with himself, would you join him? Personally, no. <laughs> 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 but
3: we're talking about a movie here. Well, sure. Would if you? They
4: didn't,
1: would you give a man a foot massage? Give a man a foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question. Who's more fool? The fool of the fool who follows. Ah. Yeah, yes. Confucius say. Uh-huh. Um, narrator is going through a I, whole, go ahead.
2: No, that I think these two guys that are watching are like they're idiots.
1: It's not just these But they're doing it because of movie. That's y- it. Y- exactly. They're doing it because movie. And then there's not just them two, but there's kind of like a group. And there's this one guy, you know, clearly works out of an office has a tie on, very well to do, and he just cowardly puts his hands up and says, can I be next? And it's like, yeah, sure, why not? And he joins in, <laughs> and it's like, what is happening here? What is going on? It's fantastic. Right. I love it. I love the way that it starts. It's fantastic. We're back at the house, and that's when we're going through all of these journal entries of, of organ parts written in the third person, and it's ridiculous, and that's where I get the whole idea of um, this guy actually being Jack. Jack. It, it just, I don't know. And from here on throughout the rest of the movie, there were even other references. I am Jack's Blinding Rage. I am Jack's blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, right. I can't remember right. all of them off the top of my head, but it does happen throughout. Um, The relationship between him and his boss kind of changes. I'm not going to get into all that.
2: Thoughts? So I started Googling to see if I could find out what Edward Norton's name is in Fight Club. Mm-hmm. And I typed in... What, it, what is Edward Norton's? And Google goes, name and fight club. And it's just big, the narrator.
4: <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course. There's of course. Around. Of course. Of course. So a lot of time passes. Things are changing in his work environment. He's showing up to the job with a whole bunch of fresh cuts and bruises. And people are looking at him funny. And then we get <laughs> to the scene where they're finally in the basement of that bar. And Tyler. goes oh, with the... Patty O'Brien. Yes. No? Do you okay. have more Patio about Patty O'Brien, or did you just want to say Patty O'Brien?
3: Do you recall Patty O'Brien? Yeah. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, listen to like this. The only <laughs> other thing that dude was in, uh, no, he was in one of the things, he was, he was a dad in, what, was it Soldier? That Universal Soldier movie I think he was in? Um, but he was also in Austin Powers as Patty O'Brien. Who was okay. this again?
0: Patty O'Brien. No, what character? I'm... The bartender. The bartender. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Jesus, boy,
2: What'd you eat? <laughs> Sorry, I was still looking this up. It says here, Edward Norton himself refers to the character Edward Norton himself refers to the character as Jack. Because of this, in the screenplay he is referred to as Jack. Due to copyright, they weren't allowed to use the name Joe. I don't know why. That's weird. So they changed it and chose Jack because that was his name in the screenplay. They can't use so in the, screenplay, the name, his name was Joe. Jack. Because of copyright. No,
0: because of because of joe mama what i i guess i don't know like what else joe black
1: why can't they use joe don't know oh, that's so weird don't know <laughs> that's like the weirdest thing i've ever heard we can't use the name joe because of copyright No, i've heard we can, some weirder things but... but we we can use jack okay so very good so his name is Jack. So I think, I
2: think, I, think your,
1: I think your suspicions are, your theory is accurate. It just makes sense. It makes, it just, it I don't know. It just makes sense. Anyways, we're down in this basement and we get like the rundown, the classic line from this movie. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. And, and
2: that's the end of this podcast.
0: We can't talk about it. We, we can't, can't talk, talk about it. it. We can't right. talk about it. Well, thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Uh...
2: So on to Project Mayhem. We'll see you later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Sure. And then it's basically just one fight after another. Guys are rolling around on the concrete ground. There is blood flying everywhere. We even get this line that normally all you really hear is just like slaps of skin and whatnot. Tyler is beating this man bloody. It's it's actually a pretty cool, like, little montage that they put in the middle of this movie. I actually like yes. it. Yeah. They're on the a one thing I, The one thing I
2: had a hard time with, with the, all the fighting, though, is they made the blood in this movie, like, black tar. It was almost. very dark. Yeah. It wasn't, like, blood, blood. Like, it was, it was really dark. It was
3: really dark. Well, the whole movie's very dark. It I mean, was, I was watching it on a phone. You know, blood in this well, fil-
2: but- I was watching it on a 65-inch TV, and the blood was still, like. <laughs> Very dark, like it wasn't blood blood, um it was Did very a, a cup of ice water <laughs> it was just it was very yeah, um, that was one of the only things I was like they could've made the blood look a little bit more bloody, yeah, not like tar, <laughs> he's drooling all over you. Yeah. <laughs> The guy, who, <laughs> like, they, they, they have awesome. that one
1: guy whose nose just explodes and his mouth is just covered in it, and it's like, that's not blood, that's just yeah, that's something else. Tar. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but yeah, sure. If you want to call it tar, we can call it tar. They're on a bus just to, and they point out a model from a Gucci ad. And is that what a real man's supposed to look like? And it's just this chiseled guy. And they're like, no, no. And they completely brush that off. They get into more, <laughs> which fights. is funny because Brad Pitt looks just like that in the yeah. movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I think yeah. I think the whole thing Brad Pitt about that, like, that is probably hilarious. Was Brad Pitt. <laughs> how this how this is like anti-consumerism, anti-Hollywood, you know, anti-magazines and everything else, and television ads and whatnot. It's Brad Pitt. But it's Brad Pitt. <laughs> it's 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 so perfect. It's perfect. It's amazing. But what what back
3: then in 1999 was Brad Pitt that guy?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Or was he becoming that guy? He, he was, was probably
1: guy. already that guy. Really? Who uh, else yeah, would he compete was, with him?
2: He was then what Ryan Reynolds was 5 years ago. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, I would yeah. I would have to. I
3: mean, it, who else Remember when Ryan Reynolds was was in two guys a girl in a pizza place Yes. and like nobody cared. And then he did, <laughs> then he did Van Wilder. And everyone cared. Yeah, and that was he. That was him. Well, even okay. So if we're we're talking about Zach Galifianakis, way way before before everything else, we know him from. He was a very straight character, like his character in Out Cold or Bubble Boy. (laughs) Remember, he was the, the ticket, the bus ticket guy in Bubble Boy, and he was just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, he was he was a jerk. Right, not what he became when he did The Hangover. Right. But that's the thing. It's like you get these characters, that they the, these actors, they, they get one role that they just like knocked it out of the park and like, okay, so from now on I'm only this role. Right.
2: Will, have you seen Van Wilder? No. So basically it's Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool but not as Deadpool. <laughs> it's Deadpool if he was like – Class president. <laughs> wow, okay. it's just Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, and um, what's her name?
0: There was Power a Reed. there was a When's really stuck? long
1: time where I did not like Ryan Reynolds at all, at all, and it was all because of a movie called Waiting. <laughs> that movie made me so angry. The fact that I had to watch it, I was angry. I was mad for like... Because you worked in the fast food industry? I was in the... No, that was not
2: fast food. That was chain restaurants. And well, I was in yeah. restaurants when that happened. I watched that movie. Waiting too was awful. I didn't even start watching it. I still, loved... Still waiting? See, see, Dane Cook ruined Waiting for me, not Ryan Reynolds.
0: Welcome to
1: the Thunderdome. <laughs> I don't like Dane Cook either. I can't stand Dane Cook. He, he, I, I, he I'll, never understand, Ryan I'll Ryan. never understand how like, in the mid-2000s his popularity went through the roof for like two years. It was ridiculous. He was everywhere. I hated him. He was. <laughs> I, went, I went to see him and I saw him at the TD Garden. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: It was awful. That's terrible. Um, yeah, it was horrible. Jeez. Um, that was 16 years ago. Yeah. Um, but it was... I liked waiting. I did not like... I did not like Dane Cook. I, I just thought Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds Dane in Cook that. was barely in waiting. Dane he cook he was, was in
3: there just to be a cameo.
2: He was in there quite a bit. He was the main line cook. He was, he was there quite he a bit. He was a
3: line cook. The main line cook was uh Guzman there, Luis Guzman, teaching everybody about the bat wing and this and that. And the bat wing.
2: <laughs> the chicken wing.
3: No, it was bat wing. The brain,
2: the brain. <laughs> Then you have what's his name? It was the uh, so Dan the who dishwasher.
3: Dan, <laughs> oh, uh, Chai uh, McBride. Whatever. How did you not like wait? How did you not like waiting? That movie is hilarious. That movie is
2: fantastic. It's stupid.
3: When it's what's so her good. when what's it's her so name? Stupid. Does gets it's up so on, at the end
2: of the shift and she. What gets do you up? think
3: of this? <laughs> <laughs> Bang, poo, pow!
2: I mean, it's completely inappropriate. <laughs> right? I wouldn't suggest it to people. I, I look
0: at. I look I will at say movie, this: working that in the movie, restaurant industry,
1: I look at that movie the same the, way that I look at Napoleon Dynamite. It's just why was this made? This is so stupid. I don't. Understand if you've this ever humor.
3: worked, if you if you've ever worked or been somehow involved in the restaurant industry, it's spot on. It's pretty spot on. It is. So sp- my wife spot worked on. at Applebee's when I first saw this movie. And, I mean, we weren't married at the time, but we, when, when I met her, this movie came out. And I was working at Blockbuster, so I got it, like, on video before it actually came out on video. Have you seen the new TV show Blockbuster? Is there a show called Blockbuster? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, I miss, I so miss working at Blockbuster. Anyway, Waiting was one of my favorite movies because I knew how spot on it was. It so, was spot on. Spot. and then of course my band played the game. So Dan who you met earlier, he knows all the horrible times we've played the game. Including when I when I, when I invented the butterfly. Oh. Which I'll I'll just I'll just say this. No don't no, no, something no, to no. do with it. No
2: no, don't don't. Don't. Please don't. No. <laughs> you have to like okay. So Ryan Reynolds could be a little annoying in that film, but in Van Wilder, everybody he, was annoying he was really in that film. And Van Wilder, he was really, really good. Okay. Um, I believe you. And so was, what's his name? The guy who played Raj. Uh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn. That's what started Cal Penn's career, basically, was Van Wilder. Okay. Or Helton Kumar. Okay. And then he does Superman Returns and has one line <laughs> years later.
0: He's in the Santa Claus now. Yeah, as a teacher or something like that. Okay. nope. he's like Santa. Oh, he becomes Santa? Oh, yeah. Why?
1: uh, Just watch it, I guess. I don't want to. So back to Fight Club. Yeah, back to Fight Club. So narrator is now getting some stitches. And this is a weird line for this part of the movie where he says, sometimes Tyler speaks for me. And it's like Tyler says, you fell down a flight of stairs. And he looks at the nurse and says, I fell down a flight of stairs. It's so Weird for it to be here before, like the lid is blown off. Like, okay, they they made it pretty obvious.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: This is where they make it. This is your second time through. Even your first time through, this is this is the part of the movie where you're supposed to start wondering what is happening. Why was that a thing?
0: Like, why this line? Why here
2: in front of the nurse? Because the nurse is a nobody character and no one cares. She's not going to sit there and question it. Like somebody who... Of course she would. Why would she? She's not hearing Tyler Durden say that. She's only hearing him say that.
1: Yeah, but as, an, as the audience, we're not thinking that. As the audience, up until this point, if you think Tyler is real, you would be saying, wait a minute, he's just giving narrator lines to say to this nurse and this nurse is not going to do anything about it
0: yeah the placement the placement
1: of this scene in this movie is odd that's what I'm saying it's a little early thank you
0: yes yeah it's very early
1: okay okay we then see him brushing his teeth and he uh yeah with this really dirty water and he loses a tooth which is amazing. Then everything so will Mar- just lose a tooth. He yanks it out. Yeah, he He's yanks like, off. Well, uh, he yanks off the crown of the tooth. That's not the whole tooth that comes out. It's just the, right. And somebody who just recently had some teeth issues, I can't imagine. Like, like this is an infection. The pain that that comes along with a teeth infection is ridiculous. I'm just this horrible. This, it's really, really bad. Then everything with Marla comes back around. She calls the house. I'm still unsure about how she gets the number to this house. I don't... I'm... I'm... Okay. She says it's a forwarding number, but I'm still like, how did you get the number to... Whatever. But she gets the number to this house. She calls, and she's basically like, I just took a whole bottle of Xanax. This isn't a real suicide. This is just cry for attention suicide. And uh, narrator gets pretty frustrated and just leaves the phone off the hook and walks away and you can basically guess what happens he goes off he does his thing he comes home condoms in the toilet and he realizes that her and tyler are having a really good time evidently he went to her house got her out of it before the cops got there and then kept her up all night i love brad
2: pitt when he's on the phone when edward norton's (laughs) on the phone with marla and Brad Pitt is in the background with nunchucks. And with he's the nunchucks. Just like, Whack! And he's sitting there like... <laughs> it is fantastic. It's, Brad Pitt... I will say this. With the amount of films that Brad Pitt has been in... In his day... I mean, even today. I mean, Bullet Train just came out with Brad Pitt. He is actually a... Like... He got classified into one role, two roles, either chick flick guy or action guy, but he has done a lot of crazy stuff. Yes. He is actually a fantastic yes. actor. Yeah. He's, I'm actually- like, His acting ability is actually
1: really, really up there. I'm actually really like, even impressed with, with an snatch, actor like, you like Brad Pitt snatch. for that reason. Like you look at Brad yes. Pitt and you're like, oh, chick flick or oh, action guy. But when you actually like dive into his career and you like 12 monkeys, seven fight club, Wow, snatch. and they're, they're, they're snatched. I mean, it's just Oceans like, Eleven. Uh, oh, eh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Oceans, okay, sure, sure. But it's just like I think we have to. What It gave his pal Matt Damon more of a more of a <laughs> Matt Damon. It's just, so it's I, just I think, so weird because you wouldn't like at first glance when you look at Brad Pitt, you wouldn't think that he would do things like that. But he does, and it's amazing.
2: <laughs> well, same thing with um, George Clooney. When you first saw George yeah. Clooney in the early 90s, you yeah. were like, this guy's a serious actor. Yeah. And also he does the Men Who Stare at Goats, and you're like, what happened to this guy? <laughs> he does throw Grandma from... He did Throwing Grandma from a... No. He did another movie like that. Old oh, Brother, Where Out There. Oh, Brother, Where Out yeah. Thou. You yeah. watch that, and you're like, this guy's loopy. <laughs> George Clooney is like a psychotic <laughs> no,
3: actor. No. Hold on. You're forgetting a very very key movie here, which is Batman and Robin. But even then, he was a quote unquote serious actor in yeah, that. But but he was he was a serious actor in a garbage film. I get that.
2: But you but at He that, said yes and did it. But at that what I'm trying to say is at that point in time, though, George Clooney wasn't like then he did some off the wall. I, I, okay,
1: I get. I completely get what Chuck is saying. Like even in the early '90s, when George Clooney like first hit. Oh, um, oh my god, um, oh my god, what's the name of the movie? Oh my god, with him and Tarantino. Oh, from Dust Till Dawn. From Dust Till Dawn. Like when you first yeah. like hit into yeah. George Clooney, like in the early '90s, you would never imagine he would do something like From Dust Till Dawn or or Brother Where Art Thou. I could absolutely yeah. see him but back he then did. doing a Batman movie, though. Like, yeah, sure, yeah. Right. Go ahead. I could see you was from Bruce Dust Wayne. Till Dawn was a
2: crazy
1: movie. Yeah. Yes.
3: <laughs>
2: yes. Was a crazy yes.
1: movie. Oh, who Dust was the guy with the um,
3: Who who was the guy with the belt? The gun. Um. Oh, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about his belt.
1: His, oh, was a gun. Yeah. Batman. Yeah. 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 I know yeah. who you're talking yeah. about. So
3: I I met him <laughs> okay. actually. So that dude, um, why am I forgetting his name? He's he's actually huge because um, he is like the makeup artist for like every zombie film from like 1985 on. He did like Walking Dead and all that. stuff. You realize that this guy is
2: one of our avid listeners and now he's mad that you don't remember his name.
3: Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, I I have a picture of of me and him. Tom. Tom. His name is Tom.
2: (laughs) Hi. My name is Tom. Hi, I'm Tom. <laughs> but, George, no, but George, but even Brad Pitt and Tom George Savinia? Clooney, if like you see them, Tom Savina. Tom Savina. Oh, what?
3: What is it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. Yeah, Brad
2: about. Pitt and George Clooney are in that are in that category where.
1: Do you know what you, he's you credited as in From Dust Till Dawn? A sex machine. Yes, yep. he is. <laughs> yep, I know. I know.
3: Be- because he's got it's the gun with the with the two. Um, <laughs> The two clip or not clips, but uh what do you call barrels? them barrels? yeah, yeah.
1: how weird you know what but- I always forget about from dust I'm sorry Chuck. there's one more thing I want to say oh, you're fine. I think it's so weird from Till Dawn how Harvey Cattell is in that movie and he's not like <laughs> yes. the guy like he's not like <laughs> no, he's the not. guy he's, in he's, the suit he's with the, the gun he's just the dad. it's ridiculous he's just the dad it's ridiculous and Juliet that he's Lewis the da- oh my God. And, and
3: you've got Tarantino, who's, who's a sex offender. <laughs> Tarantino, who made this movie, is the sex
2: offender. See, that's the thing, though. That's the part that ruined this movie for me, is they took basically every vampire movie and they just intermixed it with Eyes Wide Shut and then just <laughs> made a vampire movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Was
3: Selma Hayek in it, too? Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think she was like the main female yeah, vampire. Yeah, yeah, hero. yeah. yeah. Oh but man. It, it was just like like you go into it like this movie is fantastic, 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 vampire orgy. Y- you're aware they made like five others,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah, but there's not like the no. wasn't Robert Patrick in a bunch of them? Not like but the first it, one. They were No not like Robert the first. Patrick was in a few of them. Good for Robert Patrick. Poor dude. Did, did Tarantino like nothing only after do Terminator. the first one though? Yes. Yeah. He was not involved in any of that. I don't think I, that's why they're not good. And I, I don't right. even
1: think he's, cre- I don't even think Tarantino's credited he's not the director. With directing. I think he just wrote no, he, he a part pr- of it. I think he
3: was, he, yeah. Yeah. He, he was not a, a director. Yeah. Robert Krautzer. Uh, it, was, it was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah two through five Rodriguez.
1: were nowhere near You're right. Yeah. It's a Rodriguez film. Yep. Yeah. I know. Myself. But they work together a lot anyway. So they're basically the same guy. I wouldn't say that. I mean, betwe- no, no. But basically, if you're gonna
3: if you're gonna do Grindhouse, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I Planet can see Tower this being either death-proof. of them. <laughs> oh, we were driving by a car a few days ago. All right, this car had blacked out windows, and we're driving down the road. We're in D.C. I think, and we're like, I'm going. Um, who's driving that car? <laughs> right now <laughs> cuz i'm pretty sure like that was the exact same car and i really imagine kurt russell just like in the front seat there you know maybe with an eye patch maybe not Kurt, uh, just,
1: Kurt just, Russell just in that movie is fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love Kurt Russell was, in that
3: movie. He was he was oh full God. Kurt Russell. Full full, full Kurt 100% Kurt
1: Russell. 100% Kurt Russell.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like no holds barred Kurt Russell. Not sky high
1: Kurt nope, Russell. Nope. Not nope.
3: not even Guardians 2 Kurt Russell. He was just straight Kurt Russell. <laughs> yep.
1: Kind of kind of kind of Pliskin yeah, ca- uh, bordering on Plissken. Bordering on but Plissken, like, yes. Uh, but, but like, psychotic. Yes. 100% psych- <laughs> a, a psychopath. Fantastic. I'm sorry, Chuck. No, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're so- fine. He, he just went on a. <laughs> the Kurt Russell
2: clip.
3: Uh, <laughs> hey, Chuck spin. was going off on Sky High last week. We got to oh. watch Sky High. We should do a podcast on Sky High. <laughs> Bro.
2: It's a real superhero movie, okay?
4: (laughs) (laughs)
3: Because <laughs> of Coach Boomer. I would only watch it because of Coach Boomer. And the funny thing is when I worked at Blockbuster video, they played that on the overhead over and over again. I'm like, oh look, Kurt Russell was fantastic. <laughs> it's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> the whole the whole cast of that film was great. That came out in 05, didn't it? Yeah. Yes, I'm, like, I'm looking it at it. I'm looking 05. at it
1: right now. I am I it am. It was definitely 05 I am not
3: like thing 06, that, 07. The only thing 08. that Sky
2: High reminds me of when he when his parents are all in costume is those bomb pops. <laughs> that were blue, white, and red because <laughs> they look like human bomb pops. <laughs> it's so it's oh. so bad. Um, but what I was saying before is George Clooney and Brad Pitt are two of those actors where you were expecting them to be a certain character, like a certain like like in a certain niche for a while, and then they broke out and did these crazy roles, like ridiculous. Yeah. It's wild. Like George Clooney just went off the like. Off the chain, yeah. So here's a, so here's a theory. Well, Clooney started in what General Hospital
3: or no 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 sorry ER. E-R. ER ER ER. That's how he. But got here's the start. thing though, and this was a yeah. this
2: was a theory that I heard. I'm not sure it's 100 percent sure or not. Jar Jar Binks
3: is the Sith Lord.
2: We know. No, George Clooney in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. The theory is that the tribal tattoo that he has on his shoulder, going down his arm and in his back, yeah. is actually real. Oh, and okay. that they and that they actually paint over that they actually do makeup over it for a lot of his other movies, huh? And you why why? Because it's like a it's a
3: massive tattoo, end. it's actually a pretty cool tattoo. Okay, and just talk. You just want it to be real. You just want, uh, I think, you just
2: you just want him to be cool. No, I think he's a great actor. I think he's psychotic now. <laughs> I think he was a great actor in his day. Um, but uh, when, you see, when you see movies and they, and, they, and they fit that character so well and then you see that certain things were real, it makes that movie that much better. Yeah. Like knowing in Top Gun that all the shots were real made the movie better. Seeing George Clooney in that character, if that tattoo is actually real, makes George Clooney perfect for that role even more. Because he just, he just he is that character. Okay. So.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Because George Clooney has a tattoo, he's a... Because uh, it's uh, part of his... He's a criminal. No, because it's
0: part of a the character.
2: Never mind. I, I I get what you're saying. You but... don't, because it's not... Because we're the two idiots, remember? <laughs> I'm one of the idiots, so it doesn't matter. Back to Fight Club. Back, Back to Fight Club? Sure. No,
3: Will's got something here. What do you got? What'd you I don't think? have anything here. He did some... You did some fishing.
1: I did some fishing. I just I googled George Clooney tattoo, and you really can't find anything. The only thing you see is just images <laughs> from *Dust to Dawn*. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's that's the only thing that I'm finding. So I'm not, I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole right now. Um. <laughs> so, anyways, I, I I have mentioned this before, but we get we get to a certain part of this movie where there's uh, there's some nonsense going on 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 the third floor between Tyler and 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 Marla. They're they're having a good old time. Um, for whatever reason. And and uh, the phone begins to ring. He picks it up, and then all of a sudden, everything stops. All of the background noise stops. That should be, everything. like, a mad... Like, it's so... It's amazing when you go back and you watch this, because, like, everything was so on the nose. But it wasn't. It, it was, but it wasn't. It, yeah. It's incredible. Anyways, the detective is on the phone, and he's talking to him, and he's like, Listen, some things went down. This is what we think happened. We found dynamite. Let me know if you're going to leave town. And that's basically the end of that conversation. And all the while you have Tyler Durden in the background going, just tell him the truth. Tell him that you tell him the truth. Tell them that you blew it all to hell. And it's like, okay. Okay. Like, what do you mean? Pretty much. Whoa. What just happened? Did you just, oh, he turned the lights on. Turn some lights on. Yeah. Marla is trying to uh, show off a thrift store find. Evidently, she got a (laughs) bridesmaid (laughs) outfit that she found at a thrift store for a dollar. Goes on and on about how somebody loved it for one day and then threw it away. Mm -hmm. Yep. We get a little background. She was describing her life.
2: Uh, People love her for one day and then throw her away. I never looked at it like that. Yeah, that's what
3: she was getting at. I I, I, I just thought she was talking about the dress, but I... I wow. Okay. Uh, no, it, that was all about who she was. Exactly that's, what she was getting at.
2: And that's why she bought the dress. Right. Because it connected right. with her.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's very deep.
1: Okay. Anyways, he says something <laughs> flippant about her being there in in the house. And again, she gets very upset and she's going to leave... Tyler walks by and says, get rid of her. He's like, you get rid of her. And you get this inner monologue about I'm six years old again, passing messages between my parents.
0: Sure. Yes. Fantastic. It's, it's weird. It's
2: weird. fan that, that, along with the, you know, Tyler speaking for me, those two things are, you know...
1: Kind of out there. There's a lot of odd things going on with that thing. Anyways, fast forward a little bit, and now they're, uh, they're stealing body fat to make soap. I love how he's like, yeah, we're selling
2: rich women... <laughs> the, their we're own selling, fat their own we're selling rich women their own fat
1: right back to them <laughs> anyways they're they're going through this whole thing and they're i love how when they go and steal it one of the bags like breaks open on the barbed wire and it's just d- dripping and oozing the fat all over <laughs> them it's disgusting <laughs> disgusting that's like the like,
3: one part i remember from this movie when i rewatched the, it this time i was kind of like oh there's like a whole scene with like dumpsters and fat
1: yeah that's about all i remembered <laughs> And it's even more awkward because it's like Tyler is underneath and he's like trying to catch the fat with his hands. Like he doesn't have the smarts enough to like back away and just let it fall <laughs> on the ground. He's like, it's ridiculous <laughs> and it's disgusting. They're mixing up this fat. They're making this soap. And then you get to the burn part. This part is interesting oh, yeah. to me for uh, one reason. Anyways, it's, it's very gets this powder, pours it all over now Raider's hand and it immediately starts to burn. And you see this gnarly looking wound. Just festering on his hand and it's smoking and it looks nasty. He immediately tries to escape to like his safe place or his quiet place or whatever you want to call it. Tyler gets very upset, says, Don't block this out. This is the most important moment of your life. You have to stick with it. And but just goes off. Slaps him. Slaps him. <laughs> Hang on. But the thing is here that you, you and I and it's it's amazing how they do it. You're so focused on the burn. You're so focused on the pain that he's going through that you don't notice that Tyler throws his glove away and actually grabs his hand with his bare hand. Like, you do, yeah. you, you kind of skip over that. Like, you miss it. No. If you're not paying attention, I, you kind I saw it, yeah. You saw it? You, you, you noticed it your first time through? I don't remember my first time. That was, like, 15 years ago, but I saw it this time. Of course you saw it this time, because... <laughs>
3: I saw a lot of things this time cuz I was because I knew I knew what to look for and I'm like let me look at all the subtleties this time around
1: I just think that's one of the subtleties that gets overlooked a lot. Like, this movie is all about, like, the big end and the big reveal, and I just feel like there's a lot of subtlety in this movie that, like, leads up to it that a lot of people don't really talk about whenever you read about things like this. And this is one of those scenes where he literally throws his glove off and then grabs his hand, and it's, like, bearskin on bearskin, and it's like, why isn't Tyler being burned? But you don't ask that because you're so focused on narrator and, like, just the chaos of the moment. It's amazing. Mm. And then he shows
2: him the back of his hand.
1: Shows him his with scar. the exact same burn. It's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Marla thinks she has a lump on her breast and calls narrator for whatever reason to come over and check it out. And uh, that goes over swimmingly, and she's not really all that happy about what's going on with that situation. Bob is on the streets with his big old boobs, and we find out that he's a part of Fight Club. And then we get the Lou scene, where the owner of the bar that they are in comes downstairs. He wants everybody out. Tyler begs to stay. They get into an altercation. Lou beats the holy hell out of him. And then Tyler jumps up, spits blood onto his face and goes, you don't know where I've been. And it's, it, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's, it's amazing. Brad Pitt
2: is you see, fantastic. You, you see him like getting dragged off of Lou and he's just like pulling on his shirt and his tie. And he's just like, <laughs> let us keep it. Let us. And he let just, and everyone sitting here watching this happen. Oh,
3: They're like, they're holding themselves back because they want to jump in and help, but,
1: you know. Again, two like, and, at a time. we've all asked this a couple of release. times so far, what is everybody thinking?
0: I, it,
3: I don't know. It's weird. Well, at this point, all they're seeing is, is one dude. They're seeing right. Tyler.
1: Yeah, but, but they're still seeing see Tyler, network. like, jump on top of this guy and spit blood all over his face. You don't, you don't know where I've been, and it's just like, okay. This guy's so, out of so his here's mind. A, so,
2: here's a, so here's a funny question. About, like, trying to figure out what's going on. What are the first two rules of Fight Club? You don't talk about Fight Club. You don't talk about Fight Club. Now, the funny thing is, is 20 years ago, 30, when this came out 24 years ago, that was, like, a one-liner that everybody said. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah. like, one yes. of those things, we just don't talk about it. It was, um, it was
3: that or his name is Robert Paulson.
2: Right. Yeah. And every time you see Edward Norton's character, narrator talking to somebody he's like look at my face i'm a member it's like yeah. you're the one who made the rules and you're the one breaking them all the time right all the time like
0: you're telling people that you're part of this club after you said to them don't talk about fight club so i, I just i don't i don't i don't understand that it's but yeah that's just me
1: yeah no i'm i'm, I'm with you I don't I, I, I don't understand why all of these people are deciding to follow a crazy man. It doesn't make a whole lot
4: of sense. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. He's absolutely insane. Out of his like, mind. Yeah, that sounds great. Out of his mind. Anyways. Well, so, on top of it, on top of it, we see a crazy man. We see a crazy man. But what they see is a really crazy man. Yes. Because he's talking to himself and yes. his other self. Yes. So... It's even crazier for them and they're like, yeah, this seems like a good idea. Let's let's do this. Let's follow him. And yes. him. Precious. All right, got it. Let's go. This guy <laughs>
1: <laughs> this guy. This is the guy. This yep. is the guy. Yep. Okay, he is the guy. He. I guess. I guess he is. He gives everybody homework. <laughs> he wants everybody to start a fight with a stranger and lose. And then you I, see. I, I. I love the priest. <laughs> it's the best part
3: of the whole thing.
1: You see him joining after he I know,
3: joins, I and know. he's one of the fighters. <laughs> yes. It's
2: great. Yes. It's
3: like uh, you just sprayed me with your hose. <laughs> the dude's just like. You see, you see another guy getting chased <laughs> like, down on a bike. Even care. I don't even care.
1: You see somebody else getting chased down on a bike. You see somebody else getting into a fight on a car lot. It's amazing. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and it's just and the background music that's going on is so goofy. It's like it,
3: it's is very, it a goof? it's very Cobra Kai kind of. This part reminded me so much of Cobra Kai. Start I, a fight with somebody you don't know. I'm like, this sounds like Cobra Kai. Like a Cobra Kai homework.
2: It would, it would, and it's true. It would probably be very difficult. Oh yeah. Like you have to find the right person, and if you find the right person, you're probably going to lose. <laughs> but
3: they probably. were told to lose, right? That was yeah, they would was. Lose, I lose, mean, lose. not start, on purpose, but not on purpose. Weren't they? Weren't they told start a fight and lose? Lose and on, lose, which is why
2: Edward Norton fights himself. Right, 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 <laughs> right, and then puts himself in the
1: arms of his boss. Yes, you know, it looked like he's the one who got. So he blackmails his like, boss for was, money. He goes ridiculous. into his boss's office and basically and he says, whistles "Listen."
3: As he walks out with a whole cart listen, full of everything,
1: I know there's a whole lot of shady shenanigans going on here. <laughs> I've been all over the country. I've seen everything that we do. So here's what I'm willing to do. You're going to pay me to sit at home, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut about all this. And then his boss is like, this is nonsense. I'm calling security. You're fired. And then narrator just goes into the spiel and beats Ah, himself Ah, bloody. What are you doing? (laughs) And there's a part here where he says, for some reason this reminded me of my first fight with Tyler. As he's in his boss's office fighting himself. Culminating yep. with him mm-hmm. throwing himself into a shelf. Then he's yeah. begging his boss for what he wants. Security walks in. And then immediately it's, oh my god, thank god you're here. Please stop hitting me. It's incredible. <laughs> it's amazing. And like said, <laughs> so he's walking out with his 52 paychecks for the year. And a whole bunch of computer equipment. <laughs> Bloody face whistling the whole way out. Whistling. <laughs> the whistling was like. Okay, you're really
3: flexing here. Like, yes. dude, just calm down. Yes. Chill out. Let this yes. go. The fact that they weren't like, why is this dude whistling right now? Like, he looks like total, like, he's been wrecked. <laughs> wrecked. But he's whistling. And like, oh, but he's whistling. And
2: In- just happy. <laughs> he's very but happy. Doesn't
3: matter. Doesn't matter.
2: Very American beauty, again. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <sighs> same thing. Kevin Spacey is almost the exact same Kevin Spacey almost the exact same thing in American Beauty and and you see him walking down the hallway with 52
1: paychecks. <laughs> that's that's very that's similar. incredible. Yeah. Sounds sounds very similar. Now, this cult cult d- decides that they're going to do a whole bunch of uh terrorizing in the city that they're in. They blow up a computer store, they feed a bunch of pigeons so they crap all over a bunch of cars in a in a in a in a, in a, in a car lot <laughs> <laughs> um, They're turning over the spike so that a limo just explodes all of its tires. They're setting off car alarms like they're causing a lot of havoc. Finally, yeah. you get to the end of mayhem. this scene where mayhem that finally you get to the end of this scene and Tyler gets the bright idea that he's going to make some kid really lucky. Goes to a convenience store, grabs his kid, points a gun to his head, asks him, what do you want to do? Why are you here? The whole rigmarole. And finally, it comes out that he wanted to be a vet, but it was too much school and blah, 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 blah. Takes his license and says, if you're not on your way to becoming a vet in six weeks, I'm going to come to your address, find you, and shoot you. Go ahead, run home. Yeah? Stuff. Sure. He wanted to do stuff. Yeah, he wanted to do stuff. He wanted to do stuff. stuff. He didn't know. He had no what did idea. You learn stuff. Now. And the guy who played this character actually did a really good job in this crying? Thing. Yeah. All he did was cry. Yeah. Well, no, he was flipping too, too, out. Much, too much school. Like that, that's that's about all he did. Come on, yeah, he did a really good job. I thought he did a good job. Yeah. Okay. He, sure. He does a really good job. Now, this next. Now, what he. Now, what Tyler says after this is like tomorrow's going to be the best day of his life. His meals are going to taste oh, yeah. sweeter, and the whole. Yeah, the his, whole thing.
3: He his breakfast is going to taste better than the, the best breakfast he's ever tasted. Like the, the, it was. It was. A really valid point, it reminds me so of, of my wife. My wife had this idea, maybe I'm missing it or mixing it, that she wanted to drive around and just throw meatballs at people. Like, like full-on, like, handmade, homemade meatballs and just pelt people as she drove by them. This is obviously BC. It's, like, years ago, right? I hope you're going somewhere with that. I am. Okay. But the point is... They're going to go home and and, and have a story to tell people. I just got hit by a meatball. Like I was walking down the street and I got hit by a meatball. They're never going to forget that. It's going to give them something, you know, outside of their mundane life to talk about. And that's the whole thing is like this guy just had this ridiculous thing happen to him. And he's going to wake up the next day and just be like, I can't believe that happened to me. And I'm alive right now. I'm going to take advantage of every opportunity
1: in front of me. I can actually relate to this. I almost drowned once. And the day after, mm. like when I came out of it and I was okay, everything was better. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah, was better. It's, it's, it's amazing the way that that can like turn a switch in your brain. Not so oh, much yeah. taking advantage of everything, but just like how the mundane... You just appreciate, like, I appreciated waking up, I appreciated getting dressed and taking a shower and eating and, like, talking to people, like, everything was on 10, like, I was flying high for a good two weeks, like, after that happened to me, it was, I I was insane, it's an insane experience, I don't know, I don't know if other people have felt that, I did, it was, it was, uh, it was a thing, I will, I will say that, huh? When did you almost drown, where? So I was at my—I'm not gonna name names—but I was at a buddy's house, and we were playing near a pool. I got knocked in. Oh. Nobody really noticed. I'm not that strong of a swimmer. I was out. It was last year. Sure, I was out for it was a, four a foot while. Deep pool. <laughs> huh? It was a four-foot deep pool. <laughs> yeah, it was a four-foot deep pool. I almost drowned in four feet of water, Lee. Yes. He was. He being, you're you're, you're kind of short. It was a joke.
3: <laughs> I'm a joke. taller than you. It's, it's a joke. You're not taller than me. Are you kidding me? How tall are you? Five seven. Yeah, I'm five nine, buddy. You are not five oh, nine. Wow. I am absolutely. You're five nine, nine
1: with boots. Yeah, yeah,
3: and Chuck's like five ten.
2: I'm six feet. Okay,
3: Chuck. I know six I'm shorter feet. than Chuck, but I'm definitely taller than you. You're not. You're five, dude. You're I'll not five nine. You are not five, nine, five nine, nine or five eight. I'm five nine. You're like
1: five, six without boots on. Uh, maybe even a little shorter. You are not Chuck, nobody's... Can you
3: please weigh in here because I'm definitely too much taller than <laughs> I don't know how tall you are. I'm five nine. Okay. I'll show with, you medical medical records. with boots on I'm five nine.
1: No, dude. with no. boots on, with boots on I'm, and I'm with so hang on. Much with boots on you. and your orthos boosting you up about two inches.
2: You can put whatever you want on your license. <laughs> <laughs> five six. Ah! <laughs> Stop, turn that turn it around. Turn it ah, around. Ah, it says ah. five nine, jerk.
1: <laughs> Where are we? I
2: think you I think you transcribed that incorrectly. Yeah, okay, I got it's
3: a medical card down. here.
2: A DOT medical card.
1: He's pulling out all <laughs> the stops to prove his point. He is.
3: Will, you think you're taller than me? Are you kidding me?
1: We've both been around each other with no shoes on. You are not taller than me. Dude, I'm (laughs) 5'9". Okay. With his hair. With boots
3: on. I was 5'7". I was 5'7 when I was 13.
1: With boots on. No. Yes. With boots
2: on. I apologize to all you people listening to this conversation. I, I can't believe
3: right we're <laughs> arguing about height right now. This is the dumbest argument. And it's just, it's funny because Will
2: You are part of this argument and you could <laughs> stop it if
1: you wanted you to. Very
2: easily stop it. But
3: but the, but the reality is this. The reality is this, I know how tall I
2: am. Well then there's no need to defend yourself. Really. Right? There really isn't. <laughs> just,
1: there was no need of pulling out just, the car and
2: the and the and the medical <laughs> slips and your license. <laughs>
1: zero point see? to this see
2: see i'm right oh. see see <laughs> so i almost died once did you yeah yeah so a couple of years ago
1: fitting <laughs> we're having like a serious conversation about like traumatic events that happened to us and you just say oh Wilhelm scream this fits well really well here good job lee
2: So before I had lost all my weight, um, I was prone to like massive kidney stones. I had one and it got lodged and I had a stent and I had a stent for two weeks and they're not, they're not pleasant, but they took the stent out and then 24 hours later after they removed the stent, I was like beyond sick. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't see straight. I couldn't walk straight. I got rushed to the hospital. My white blood count was like, like super, at least it was like 25, 30,000 or something like that. It was just super elevated. And they admitted me from the ER into the hospital. And um, what they found was that the stent actually prevented the actual kidney stone from, it prevents the kidney stone from actually leaving the kidney. They push it back up into the kidney. And then when they take the stent out, uh, it, this, the kidney, the, the ureter, which is the tube between the kidney and the bladder, yeah, bladder, is wide enough that the kidney stone can pass out, and you can pass it the next 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened was the stent, the kidney stone got trapped on the opening of the stent. Yeah. yeah. And it caused my kidney to get infected. Oof. And then when they took the stent out and the kidney passed, the infection the stone went with it. Yeah. And they said I went septic yep. with the infection. So they had to give me a massive cocktail of um, antibiotics and medication, and I was in the hospital for five days. And on day – so I had one day of resting. On day three, they said that if they did not catch it in time, if they don't catch it in time, within the next 24 hours, I would have been dead. Yep. Because I would have gone septic and it would have to my heart. That's crazy. They, Caught oh, it. And they caught it quick enough, and I obviously survived. Um, but let me tell you, the day I left that hospital <laughs> it was a whole new day for me.
1: Uh, yeah, whole I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna shut up about um, almost drowning. You got me beat. <laughs> you got me yeah. beat. So, I was dude, I was unconscious. No joke. I was unconscious for like maybe five minutes. I, I you know CPR and everything else. No hospital, but it was like it was an episode. I, you got me beat. I'm done. Wow. Wow, I'm glad you lived. It was yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm, glad... <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. That's crazy. That's crazy how things like that can happen. Oh my god. Anyways, we're in the end of this movie right now. Um, Marla and narrator, they have a heart-to-heart. They're getting along a little bit better. They begin to have a conversation about why she keeps coming back to the house. And then you get hit over the head with another big clue about what's going on because Tyler is at the bottom of the stairs. He's doing something and they both utter at the same time to Marla, yeah. this conversation is over. Tyler says this beneath his breath and narrator actually says this to Marla's face and it's, it's, it's just one more layer on, on top of As what's already happened in this movie. As he's closing the door, As he's closing this conversation the
2: door is
1: over. Is over. He goes downstairs, and there's a whole bunch of bunk beds, and there's a guy outside on the porch just sitting there waiting. Tyler goes up to him and says, you're not getting in. You're too young. Go home. Goes back inside and basically gives narrator the rundown. If they're too young, tell them they're too young. If they're too old, tell them they're too old, yada, yada, yada. If they make it for three days without food, encouragement, or shelter, they can come on inside. He's building an army. That's basically what's happening here. This is a cult. He is building an army. Go ahead. And how do people find out about this? If you're not supposed to talk about about it, it, I have no idea.
2: (laughs) Right. How do you find out about this, one? And then, two, why?
1: Why? Just why? (laughs) Why? Why? Because they're going to blow up buildings by the end of this movie. That's why. Sure. (laughs) Anyways. Because um,
2: because, Because they all know the end game.
1: So, uh, so Meatloaf Bob, he's he's the next one out there, and this is the weirdest part to me because Tyler tells him, "You're too old, fat boy, go home." He begins to he leave, leaves. but then narrator goes up to him goes- and says, "No, no, no, come on back." And it's like, you okay? You, you ju- he this just told him earlier, to leave. Is- he, you just told me to leave, and now you're telling me, "Wait a minute!" Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why you have these people in this movie following a crazy person. I don't understand well, this is, this is why well, I
2: asked earlier is how did this like I asked about this exact scene
0: why yes. what was what was what was um Bob thinking I so this uh, whole thing
3: everybody kept asking later on when he's trying to find Tyler, is this a test? Is this a test? So my thought is. He said it, and Bob was like, oh, well, whatever, walks off, and he came back. He goes, hey, man, just just come back, come back, come back over here. Like, I'm being hard in front of other people, but now that you and I are just talking, just you and I, hey, man, I've, I've known you. Like, we're cool. Like, come back. Stick it out. Stick it out. Go through this test. So I can allow it. I I will allow it. It's okay. It makes okay.
1: sense. Okay. You'll allow it.
2: You'll allow it. I... Ah. When they all get in? Th- I did it. I did it. I... <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> will, you never even watched the end.
2: This yes, he did. He watched, yes, it, it,
3: did. Did. watched it. He watched live. He did he did muted. He watched it live muted. No, I didn't. So, I had the volume not, on. I did it. <laughs>
1: So this army that's being built, they're all inside, they're all watching the TV, and we find out that they, uh, they set fire to a building, and now there's a big smiley face on the side of the building, and the eyes are aflame. <laughs> and narrator <laughs> looks at them like they're crazy people, and they all just basically look back at him like, uh, okay, buddy. And they all start laughing at him. They, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, is this much. the greatest thing you've ever seen? There's the chief of police who's on TV who starts going on about an underground boxing club, and we're going to launch into a full investigation. And then we just cut to a scene where they're all posing as waiters inside of you know a fine dining establishment. They corner this police chief in the bathroom. They tie a rubber band around his nuts and threaten to cut them off unless he calls off this investigation.
0: good yep very good very very good <laughs> i'm just okay so great greatest thing ever
1: it is thank you oh yeah joining it anyways a car
3: what do you want us to say about that i don't know something the rubber band around the guy's
1: so, balls and threaten to cut them off yeah
3: and and then they cut the rubber band, rubber band just to mess with him. Like, ah, uh, sorry. I love, no I love t- later on <laughs>
2: when, when Edward Norton gets, when narrator gets the same treatment from the cops after he gets arrested. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. where's the rubber band? Yeah. Where's the elastic?
1: <laughs>
2: so we talked about this like,
1: scene earlier where they're in the car and Tyler is just driving into oncoming traffic all while talking to narrator who's sitting beside him. I don't know who's really driving the car, and I guess it really doesn't matter. The fact is, is there's a car that's driving into oncoming traffic, and there's two people sitting in the back seat just there and just accepting what's happening. They all fasten their seatbelts, and they just, they ram right into a car and drive off the road, and that is the end of that. The whole while, Tyler is trying to get it through narrator's skull to just let, Go look at you, look at you. You're holding on, and you're getting all these preconceived notions about you and me and what we're doing. Just let go. It is ridiculous. I, I'm, I'm desperate to know what the two people in this back, in the back seat of this car are thinking.
2: Yeah. Outside of that, the 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 dialogue between Brad Pitt and Edward Norton in this scene is fantastic. It's just when you're watching it, going,
0: What? What, what am I? What am crazy. I actually watching here? Crazy people, this
1: guys, crazy. Yeah, crazy people doing crazy things. I love when they crash, and you see, and you see Tyler pull narrator out of the car and pats him on the chest, and he just starts laughing and says, "We almost had a near life experience." <laughs> a
2: near
4: life experience.
1: Yeah. A near life experience. Yeah. The next day, Tyler is gone, but there's a whole bunch of people still yeah. in the house doing work. Getting ready for what's about to happen. We don't really know yet. Marla comes by. He even tells Marla, Tyler's gone. Tyler no here. Tyler left. There's a commotion and they bring in a body and put him on the table and whatever they were doing out there in the real world, the cops showed up, shot this guy in the head and they brought the body back and it's Bob, who's now Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. And his name is Robert Paulson. So
2: here's... As he's going on his travels to actually find Tyler and he's flying out to all these places that he finds Tyler's ticket stubs. Yeah. And he's actually going there again and he meets the bartender who has the neck brace thingy yes. on. Yes. And you see the five or six waiters in the back room
0: going, his name is name Robert, Robert Paulson. Paulson. His name is. Why?
1: It's a mantra.
0: They
2: know. <laughs> That Robert Paulson died I it states the, away?
1: I think it's the message. What message? When you die, you get your name back. Because they, these are I all nameless that, but... people at this point, right? And you have that one guy that goes, I understand. When you're a part of Project Mayhem, you have no name. But in death, you do have a name. His name is Robert Paulson. And it's just like right. a mantra. These people are crazy. They're following the I... ramblings of an insane man. There's not much That's sense true. to be had in this cult. I'm sorry, there, there really isn't. So the fact that you have get, a bunch I... of people in a bar just spouting off the rambling nonsense of an insane person, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but I'm not surprised Like if it was in that circle.
2: But this is like states away. <clears throat> How did it travel all
1: the way over there? Well, Tyler's been traveling, and I assume that Tyler goes to these places and just gives them the mantra, his name is Robert Paulson.
2: Yeah, but don't talk about me to anybody. <laughs> Nobody. Except, except bring- for the
1: one guy. So we go through the montage of him going all over the place and then he ends up at the bar and he's talking to the guy with the neck gear. Yeah. I'm really curious to know what happened to him. Why is he wearing the neck fight gear? For- what, what, what happened? Because he got hurt in a fight. He yeah. got hurt in a fight? Yeah. yeah. That's the explanation? A, yeah. A okay, sure. You got mm-hmm, hurt clear. in a fight. That's the explanation. And we get the rundown, and he actually tells narrator what he wants to hear, that he's Tyler Durden. He mm-hmm. can't believe this, calls Marla, gives her the... She says, your name is Tyler Durden. You love me. You have sex with me. You leave me. You act like you don't know who I am. You show me an emotional side. Then all of a sudden, you snub me. I can't do... And she's getting ready. She's She's halfway to being done and then as soon as that happens tyler is in the hotel room with him very upset that he spoke to marla about him and then you get the full-blown i am you you wanted to change everything about your life you couldn't do this on your own blah 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 blah. and now here i am i look how you want to look i have sex like you want to have sex i act like you want to act i dress like you want to dress but you really can't do any of this it's the reveal falls flat for me because of everything that built up to it. Like, you figure it out long before this happens.
3: Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking 99. This was a big deal for 99. The way they shot it, the way they did it, the way they portrayed it, and the way that they they kind of had it all come together. We're used to it. We've had this conversation, I think, pretty recently. The way that we watch films now is very different than the way people watch... Most people watch films, and the way people watch films back then. So it's obvious for us because we've seen films where there's a twist like this, and we're kind of expecting something to be like psychological happening here. Mm-hmm. But we're talking '99, so it's not very it's it's not very surprising. But back then, I think it still was,
0: and and they and they had to hand it to people back then. Okay. Okay. I think that Edward Norton was with. He was just. He didn't. You don't see him flip out.
2: He's just like, "Oh, you're here." He's not shocked. He's not surprised. He's just having a conversation as if he was there the entire time.
0: Yep.
2: That part was weird to me. I think it's funny when he's like shooting at him.
4: Yeah. We
0: get <laughs> to that part
1: later. She comes shooting at, at nitroglycerin. Nitroglycer. This yeah. is
3: not the way you transport. Nitro! (laughs) (laughs) That is a
1: man's head. (laughs) He comes across mother on the street, and he basically sends her away because she's a threat, and she doesn't want the army that he's built to do anything to her. So she leaves telling him that she can't do this anymore, and basically, you're the worst thing that ever happened to me. He goes to the cops... And basically tells the cops everything that he's found out. That, oh my god, I can't believe that I did this and we're going to blow up buildings and I think something really bad is going to happen. you got to look into it. The head guy, the lead detective, he leaves the room. And the three other cops who are in there, well, guess what? They're in on the entire thing that's going on. They grab narrator, throw him on the table, take his pants off, and they're getting ready to take his nuts. Yep. Okay. Where's the elastic? Where's the rubber band? They can't they find, find the rubber it. band. They can't find the rubber band. So he band. steals the- which is what gives so narrator the opportunity guns. to steal their gun. Okay. Right. Yep.
0: Yep. He steals the yep. cop's gun. And they. they and and he he, he steals all. a
1: cop. I'm just he steals the cop's gun. Okay. He steals the cop's gun. He manages to get away, and now he's running around the street with boots on, a, a, a jacket, and in his boxers. Yep. Crazy man.
2: It's
1: it's hilarious. Crazy man. Ends up in one of the buildings where the bomb is. Tyler is there. Tyler stops him from disarming this bomb. He grabs a gun and shoots a hole through the back of the van where the bomb is in. And Well, he's shooting at Tyler. The way Brad Pitt (laughs) freaks out in this scene is hysterical. Look at what you're doing. You're now shooting at your imaginary friend. It's amazing. (laughs) I love this.
2: (laughs) Fantastic.
0: They fight. in the way...
1: Go ahead again. No, they fight uh, again, again. <laughs> again. They fight again.
2: And this time, they actually, they actually cut in and out of him fighting him with the security camera.
1: With, you the see, security the, camera the, the, the security camera just shows him camera. beating, beating himself bloody, beating himself right. bloody. And
2: then the actual, and then the actual film is showing the two of them fighting. I thought this back and forth they did it. was fantastic. I thought it was done very, very well, kind of showing you what's really happening to what we're to like, what's going on in his mind.
1: Right. We now end the movie where we began, with narrator strapped to the chair, gun in his mouth. They're going back and forth about resetting the credit to zero. The building's going to blow up. What's the harm? And then narrator reasons his way through everything. You're not really here. This isn't really happening. The gun isn't in your hand. It's in my (laughs) hand. Then the gun all of a sudden is in narrator's hand. And then he puts the gun in his mouth, pulls the trigger. The bullet goes out of his cheek, but it goes out of the back of Tyler Durden's head the goons show up or the rest of the army they bring Marla. Narrator basically says just let her go leave her here with me. Go do what you gotta do. Blah 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 blah. And Marla's really concerned about him. It's actually odd based on the last conversation that they had. How she never wants to see him again and you're the worst thing that ever happened to me. But when she looks at his face and this big bullet wound coming out of the side of his cheek. Yeah, sure. I'm. I'm But that fits
2: her character the whole time though because he's always saying odd things to her and she's like I don't get you. and she she always leaves the house angry but then comes back yeah she never leaves the house happy she always leaves the house
1: angry and Mm, but always she 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 loves him she loves him at this point oh yeah and then he basically tells her listen everything is going to be okay i'm going to get help i'm going to get better you met me at a really weird time in my life and then all of a sudden (laughs) like five buildings around them just explode and fall to the ground you could tell this movie was made before 01 because there's zero way. There's no way this happens after 9-11. There's no way a scene like this oh, happens no after, after what it's fit. It's amazing looking back at old movies like this. And it's just like, there's no way there's no chance. And that's basically the end of the movies. And we end the movie with an amazing song by the Pixies called, where is my mind? Yep. Okay.
0: What else? What else are you gonna say? That, that's that's it. it. That's it. We're done. That's it. We're done. I mean, what? What else? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. 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 Guns. Right. Smoke. Happy day.
2: <laughs> happy day. Happy day. Like oh, happy nobody.
3: Day. Nobody goes on. Nobody goes on with like the fact that he went to the cops and like gave everything away and then shot himself in the face and now is going to get arrested because he gave it all the way to the cops and then snuck past that cop to to run that back out there and be there while it all blew up. Yeah. So I guess he's just going to get arrested at some point.
1: Well, maybe. Sure.
3: But we don't care right now because have no. a happy day. We don't okay. care. They
2: accomplished. they accomplished their goal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, happy day.
1: We don't know how many people are in on this either. Like, there are probably cops getting they ready to like everywhere. scrub his well, name from everything. Yeah, yeah. He's probably gonna go free. I
3: mean, there was that one cop listening. Yeah, that was not in that room. The no. one cop. The one cop. So if we're thinking, it's like you know, the one five, cop you know, who
1: wasn't in on it.
0: Five out of six. <laughs> the one cop who yeah. wasn't in on it. Yeah. So I, even though we have some of those questions, I. Could
2: have done that the language myself personally, but other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. This movie is fantastic. It held, it it It, met it surprisingly my holds now, up. Now, it does.
0: Yeah,
3: I didn't expect it to be so good. Still, there's not I a mean, lot
1: of movies from the late '90s that hold up as well as this.
3: No, I, I'm actually really very aren't. impressed. I mean, I I didn't love it. Like, it's not in my top ten. No offense, but no. um, but it 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 was better than i expected it to be after all these years yeah, yeah. like there weren't th- there weren't things that were cringeworthy like a lot of things we've watched that you know we've seen 10 15 20 years ago
1: i think the i think 20, the big 20, problem 20, with 20, a lot of movies from the late well from the mid to late 90s is just like the cg wasn't there for what they were trying to do like there's a lot of movies yeah. i'm not going like, to name them existed, all it existed but they they just the didn't CG have the cg existed that. but they just didn't it wasn't there
2: it was the odd teenage awkward years for a film.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Especially for CG, because it was like, yeah. right, like they, were, like, they were breaking into they were, all this. They were in puberty. They were like, breaking into all works, this. It worked, but not very good. Right. They were breaking into all this new technology, but it just wasn't where it's at now. Like, but, if they redid this, this movie, it would,
3: it would be. The sad thing about CG, though, is back in 1992, Terminator 2 looked awesome. For what it was. True. And then in 1999, CG was like garbage.
2: So and here's you know, the crazy wow. thing. 2001, Lord of the Rings came out, the first one. Mm-hmm. Two years after this. Mm-hmm. The CG in that movie is better today than it is in most films today. I mean, better? it's better.
3: It was better back then than, than it is in most things today. Yes. Yeah, I know what he's yeah, if saying. If you
2: watch it now, it's... It, but it's only two years after this movie. Absolutely.
3: The thing is, I the mean— The CG in this movie wasn't bad. No. No, not at all. But there wasn't a ton of it. It was, it was used when it was needed, but not excessive. Right. But that's the thing, is I think that if you watch CG back then, now or back then, you look and say, oh, wow, that's—it's it's clearly fake. Um, but it's better than it could have been, I guess. Right. Uh, I, but,
1: Example. Okay. Example. Only because we've talked, we we we've talked a lot about superhero movies. Um, mm. X Men came out the same year as this. Yes. Doesn't anyway, hold up as yeah. well. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. yeah true. That ridiculous scene but, but with Magneto on top of the thing and the the whatever is like the spreading out Liberty across New, New all York. All stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Looks yeah, yeah, yeah. ridiculous.
3: Yeah, but not as, not as bad as X-Men Origins Wolverine with the claws in the bathroom.
0: It just never got done right. You're talking about
1: the one that leaked? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. <laughs> yeah. That's a completely <laughs> like, different story.
3: what are we watching here? But it's like, still, you it's thought still, this was okay?
1: <laughs> it's still, I mean, but it's still, I mean, going back to what you said, it's still amazing that even, like, when you watch something like T2, like, T2 holds up today. Dude,
3: Jurassic Park holds up today. Chuck and I watched that in the theater two years ago. Mid-COVID. Yeah, and and it was it blew our minds because they did something that we wish they still did now, which was using part practical, part CG. They did a yeah. lot of
2: animatronics in that film. They Yeah.
3: They, they combined it. They didn't just say, hey, it's cheaper to do CG. Let's just do it. They used it only when they needed to, only as enhancing what was there, not... Just doing a full creation of CG. And then later on, Jurassic Park movies did like full CG, and you're like, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, they were focused so much on the imagery that they, they lost the story and everything else. But the point was if you watch Titanic, T2, Jurassic Park, like those movies were early on, ILM, outside of Lucasfilm. Doing what ILM did best, and they were phenomenal right. for their time, and they still hold up today.
2: And then
0: they did Phantom Menace, and the whole movie was CG.
2: Yeah,
0: we don't, we don't talk about. It. Wow. Wow. But well, I mean, right. this movie, I, I was, I thoroughly
2: appreciate this movie for what it was. I think it was one of the, it was one of the few like mind twisting movies back then. Yeah. As an action movie, too. Because usually you stick a mind twister like Shutter Island, you know, or or Gothica, where you're, it's a- When did the Sixth Sense Psychia. come out? That was
3: 99, right?
0: It was, was around it? this time. I think so. Yeah. It was around I'm this time. I'm pretty sure
3: Sixth Sense was 99. Let me see. Hold on. I mean, just to guess. That was a good twist. Yeah, I saw it coming. 99. <laughs> Of course. I didn't did. see it coming. People people ruined it for me. That's what happened. Oh, of course. that was one that was totally yeah. ruined.
2: Yeah. The way they that did that cuz I was looking back at it. I used to watch like all the behind the scenes. Yeah. How he wore the same clothes he wore the night he died. They just did it in different lighting and stuff like that. So you never noticed. No, they they mixed up the like, the jacket, the vest, the ja- like his yeah, yeah, sports yeah. coat, his like the, they they changed up the way he wore all his clothes right. enough to make it look like he was wearing something different. They did a... That was one of those movies you're like, whoa. Yeah. But again, not an action
0: movie. No. 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 Whereas
2: this could have been... This is considered like an action film to a degree because of all the fighting and just the way they did it. And it was... It took two styles of movies, and they put them together, and they did a really, a really good job with it.
3: Oh yeah, so I I know we talked Star Wars for half a second. I know this is very unrelated, but um, there we were a go. few things I read, and it there were actually a, it was a really cool little article that I read. So. George Lucas weighed in on the correct way to watch Star Wars films. And his is basically, <laughs> I mean, I, I, of course, Lucas can be like, well, you watch one, two, three, for then four, five, and six. You know, like that's, I mean, that's, it's a story. That's how it's supposed to go. But yeah. somebody said something that was a really, really cool way of looking at it. You watch four and five, you know, and you get the reveal of who Darth Vader is. Then you watch one, two, three, and then six. And so you you get you get you know four and five, and you're like,
0: "Oh, Darth Vader's his dad
3: and then you get who his dad was, and then you get the finale of six. I'm like, that's a really cool way to look at it. that is really cool and and I kind of want to watch it that way now, that's just different. to just to kind of get that that yeah,
2: but you're gonna toss in rogue one in the midst the middle I, of I think that.
0: well,
3: I think you could kind of but I, but i but I think Rogue One is not a a Skywalker saga. if you want to get the the Skywalker story. I think 45 yeah, fits one, two, into three, but, six. It, but it
2: fits as well as it fits into New Hope it fits into to no mm. because many Bothans died it was not part of that.
3: No, that was Empire. Uh, sorry, that was Jedi. Right, so the Bothans saying. was a whole separate thing. Right. Yeah, from uh, Mon Mothma. But um, yeah, the, I think the next uh, that's, time that's I actually kind
1: of interesting. Are are the prequels as good without the knowledge of uh, Anakin? Oh, not at all. They're horrible.
3: If you don't know that he's eventually Darth Vader, like, what am I watching here? What's with this
2: kid? I don't care. I asked that question, anyways. Yeah. Even knowing
1: it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's going on? I would love to get, like, a blind perspective of somebody, like, some kid that's like 10. And he's going through Star Wars for the first time and just make him watch 1, 2, and 3 before he watches the uh, original and see, see how they feel about it. I,
3: I know a lot of people who grew up. It's so weird. Who grew up with, you yeah. know, yeah. episode 1 existing when they first watched it. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I love these movies. I love these movies. These movies are fantastic. And I'm like, w- what? It's definitely, like, a, it's definitely okay? a
1: generational thing.
3: Oh yeah, it's definitely. But, and it's a funny because thing. none of us were alive when the first movie came out, yet we feel like we were. We grew up with them. We so. grew up with them because yeah. that's all that existed back then, that's and it. we knew that's to it. watch, you know, four or five, and then six, and then and they showed them is... on
1: television like every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like back in the nineties, it was re- well. Back in the nineties, it was really rare to like be skipping through the channels. And not come across a Star Wars movie, like I feel like you could do that all the time back then.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or Indiana Jones,
1: or Indiana Jones that I skipped.
3: I, I will say one thing that was actually really funny. I was watching the um the Santa Clauses, the little um six six episode miniseries on on Disney with mm. with Tim Allen and everything, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm really happy not to throw anybody like you know off. You not you're not planning on watching it, but one thing that after one episode, I was like, I really hope that they explain that the reason he became Santa Claus was on purpose, not by accident, because how dumb it was that he said, hey, you. And then Santa falls off the roof after being like, you know, hundreds of years of being Santa Claus and never falling off a roof and dying. It yeah, doesn't know, die. it was very dumb. Yeah, he died. Yeah. And then, yeah. yeah, he died, disappeared. And then yeah. his suit went to the new Santa. Yeah, And the whole point was it was all on purpose. The dude faked it. And he makes a line in the first movie. I watched it with my kids last week, the first movie, just to kind of get it after watching the first couple episodes of The Santa Clauses.
2: And he's like... Oh, Santa fell off the roof on purpose. Santa
3: right? fell off the roof on purpose because he was retiring and he wanted Scott Calvin to be the new Santa. And it was very obvious <sighs> the way they, that they did that when I rewatched it after watching the first two episodes of the show and it's 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 so funny cuz i'm like i know i i really hope that they explain that here and they did after two episodes later i was like good thank you cuz it makes so much more sense that he fell off the roof and he makes a line in the first movie he's like there's a guy running around naked out here because the suit was there by itself he's like yeah keep your eyes out for some weird naked guy running around with a beard and that's exactly what happened the dude like left the suit and just booked naked back up in a way wow so um, no,
2: he disappears.
3: No, they turn back and, he, and he's gone. They, he, they didn't show it, go, they didn't They didn't Yoda it or anything. Like, he was there, and then when they looked back, it was just a suit. They didn't show him disappear. And that's what I wanted to check when I rewatched the movie. I was like, okay, they didn't, so, they didn't show him sink. They just showed him suddenly gone. Like, when they looked up one way and saw this and came back down, and then it was just a suit. So... That's- I'm happy they did that. I'll give it to them. You know, if if you're going to do do something and bring back a franchise and and try to make it relevant again, really, really, really focus on fixing some things from the first, right. you know, just to make it good. You know, tie back into the original so people invest in it and say, okay, this was kind of worth my while.
4: Right.
2: Cool. Well, I'm all... Good with this uh, conversation right. if you guys are. Yeah, me I'm too. I'm done. Alright, everyone. Have a great one. Peace out. Good Girl night. Scout.